When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Come on, boy, 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 boy. can't deny it. I'm a fucking liar. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
That's right. You're right. Yeah. Our world. Yo. Catch me at the hot spot. Hot box. Stop block. Got the ball, yo. All night. I pop. But is it all right? Show you right. Can't stop it. This is our world. Me and my girl. Catch me at the hot spot. Hot box. Stop block. Got the ball, yo. All night. I pop. But is it all right? Show you right. Can't stop it. This is our world. Me and my girl. Yeah.
guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to your Friday episode of So Bad It's Good. Today is the day that we always do the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. What a mess this show is. It li- This show, you guys, is... It's it's like sometimes I'm like, is this a Nathan Felder show? Is this this can't possibly be real? You guys, I think right off the top and we'll get way into this, but it's something that I can't I can't even imagine that it truly happened was Dorit's <laughs> Dorit's charity, which is amazing. Charities are so helpful. She has a charity, you guys, for the homeless. And it's like Fuck yeah. Like, let's do that. Let's do something for the homeless. And what it is, is that they make, uh, they, they, they help the homeless with their teeth and, and give them nice new, uh, veneers and teeth, kind of like PK's teeth. Look at my teeth. It's me, PK. I can't wait to go to Punta Mita and show them my bright teeth. If it's not a sunny day in Punta Mita, I'll open my mouth. And now it's always sunny without clean my teeth all. Um, the, the, I, I just have to say this at the very beginning because I just, I've been dying to get it out of my mouth. The charity is called Homeless Not Toothless. I mean, I would dare sitcom writers to even try to come up with something that unintentionally hilarious because on one hand charity amazing right amazing charity hell yeah the title i mean am i the i can't be the only one that's like what homeless not toothless i mean obviously you know a lot of the homeless potentially have teeth issues but so did pk and also I mean, some of these, it's good to have a nice new set of chompers. I don't have great teeth. I would kill for a new set of chompers. Um, if any dentists are listening, hey, oh, come on. Let's, it's like I, I, I requested Botox in yesterday's episode for Fuck My Face Up Friday. Every Friday, we do a different injection, and your Botox clinic can get free press by fucking up my face every Friday. No. So, amazing that we're doing this, but also, if I were homeless, you know what would be cool? Homeless, not homeless, where they give me a place to stay and like warm meals. And then we worry about the teeth. And listen, I'm not, this is just me being petty because it truly is amazing that people are looking out for people that way. So you really can't get them on that. But I I just think that we could do, we could do a better, uh, a better title for the homeless, not toothless. It literally sounds like a charity started by rich people. Like, could you, I mean, that's not a charity of people that know how people live. Homeless, not toothless. I mean, really just sit there and imagine, cause you could have, guys, you could have done the smile squad. You could have done, um, uh, homeless with a great smile or like, you know, you could use something with smile or something with brightening your day, like your smile. Like you could have done so many things except homeless, not toothless. Like who did you donate to honey? Or like you're calling like, hi, I'm calling from the uh, West Hollywood branch of homeless, not toothless. We're looking for money to get new chompers on the homeless. I live, you guys, I, 
sometimes see homeless people, and now I hate that I'm going to associate that with Dorit's charity, and I will, like, immediately be looking. And then I was like, they should flip and put the number of the homeless, not toothless charity. So if we bump into people that need teeth on the street, like, we could try to help them. That's not even joking. That's what I really thought was I was like, oh, we should find a way where we can help them. And guys, that was one of the least... I didn't even, Melissa Etheridge shows up in this episode. Kyle loves it. Rena does another, I mean, at this point, I'm not even, what, do, yeah, Rena does her Rena thing. Just be com- completely ridiculous. And another thing, I need to forgive myself and I need you guys to all forgive yourselves before we start. It's okay to sometimes not believe Lisa Rinna because she's had a pattern of lying and over-dramatization. So it's like, like I said last week, it's like a little bit of the boy who cried wolf of, okay, are you really upset or what's going on here, Lisa? I don't know if we can really believe what you're, are you sad? I can't see the, I can't see actually liquid coming out of your eyes, which actually, that's another question for my future Botox doctor and uh, whoever's going to do my fillers. Um... Can you, can, and this, I really don't know, can liquid still fall out of your eyes if you've gotten a lot of face work? Because that could be a thing where when you get, you get face work, it provides a blockade or a dam, if you will, for the waterworks. And maybe that's why when Lisa cries, she just makes the cries. But there's no actual tears. Um, have you ever done that? I used to do that in like um, studying theater. You guys, such a weird thing to study acting was to like cry, try to try to get yourself to cry, try to get yourself worked into that emotional state. Like, what can do it? Can a song do it? You know, can can thinking about something bad in your life do it? And it would just be like, ugh. and then when you would actually naturally cry in real life, not me, I'm a man, but when I would cry in real life, I'd be like, I've got to take note of this. These are really human emotions. You're actually feeling them, Ryan. You must take note of this so you can use it to replicate it once again in one of your shitty plays. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. Next week even looks more more insane. Garcelle finally calls out Erica. I mean, and this one, Erica, she's like, I think I'm in love with pain when she's on that. We're going to get into all sorts of stuff today. Now, if you didn't listen to yesterday's mishmash episode of just me, uh, the Kathy Hilton Lizzo moment had just happened. And I talked about my feelings on that. I also want to reiterate today, Kathy, um, Kathy went online, which I really feel like Kathy should be encouraged literally not to do anything that would reach a public audience uh, for so many reasons. But She went online and she was trying to respond to last night and here. So if you guys don't know, if you didn't listen yesterday, I put the audio in. But Kathy Hilton was shown a picture of Lizzo, the amazing pop star, flutist, flautist. uh, Now she has her own reality uh, show on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, Just multi-talented. So they put up a picture of that. And the whole joke of the bit is that Kathy doesn't know anybody, right? That's the whole joke of the bit, the whole purpose of the bit. And... Uh, they put up a picture of Lizzo and Kathy's like, uh, how oh, man, I think I know. Is that Kyle? No, I think I know who that is. Yes. No. And then she said, that's precious, precious. And of course, precious was the movie precious and precious was played by the actor Gab, uh, Gab, Gab, Gabaday or uh, Gab. wonderful actor, like a uh, seriously amazing. And that, by the way, that performance, insanely good. 
what she did in Precious. But Kathy uh, wrote in a couple of comments, the screen was so far away and my vision is terrible. If you recall uh, two crying emojis, I couldn't even make out who Justin Timberlake or Melissa Etheridge was. So that was Kathy's response. And this is the thing. I mean, I, I said this on yesterday's show, but I want and this I want this to count for this show as well, is that remember, that's a horrific thing. And it's a pattern of behavior we don't want to encourage, all that shit. But at the same time, we can't kind of not face that reality of that's who Kathy is. Kathy is kind of a bumbling idiot and potentially thinks horrible things about people like that doesn't surprise me i'm not looking to these ladies and i hope you are not looking for a moral compass i hope we can actually agree with each other and kind of do that for ourselves and look out for each other and think of the right way to go the right way to treat people and we have a really cool thing about we kind of know what's right and wrong in fact i i saw it online everybody was like that's horrible like there was only a few people laughing but they were laughing at the idiocy i believe of kathy hilton not laughing of like what a good one she compared lizzo to you know do you think kathy really like meant like i'm gonna get lizzo back finally you ready for this no i mean but i do think she might kind of have that oh i just lumped that in with black people you know i just lumped that in you know there is dangerous thinking there but i hope that we can and especially in shows like this and what i do i hope we can laugh at it because you know you want to laugh rather than cry about it because you know sometimes it's horrifying but if we can all be a little solid in that of like yeah man we all know that's horrific And that is, you know, it's almost this shocked laugh because you're like, holy shit, Kathy did it again. Kathy seems to not be able to keep her, like her whole foot is always in her mouth of some way. And I got to tell you, this makes Kathy look bad. I mean, you know, you got to remember, like, I'm not looking to Kathy for any, I'm looking for Kathy to say stupid shit, not that stupid, but stupid shit like she did in last night's episode where she's like, Melissa Etheridge, who the hell is that? Who is that? You know, I mean, that's the kind of shit that I want from Kathy and we can't tell people how to be or what to say. And I I mean, if anything, Andy, I mean, listen, Andy played that game. Like there are questions that I know some people that work on watch what happens live. I do wonder in the sense of who did that and what results were they hoping to get? They were hoping that that Kathy wouldn't know because that's the joke of the bit. And she didn't know, but they took it to that spot. And that is, you know, it's live TV. They couldn't cut that. Uh, and I, I, I would hope that they would have considered cutting that if it wasn't live. Um, but... You know, because then, but it's one of those things I always question why these ladies want to do this. Why these ladies, you know, especially once they've proven that they can't be trusted in what they say and they even know that they cannot even trust themselves in what they say. Do you know how much stupid shit my parents say now as they get older? Where I'm just like, what? You know, like, I, it's like, you, you know, and I don't want to defend anybody's actions, but I have explained things to my mom or to my parents about identity about, uh, you know, uh, trans rights and, you know, things that they didn't grow up with. They didn't have any kind of knowledge or language for. And what I am proud about my parents, at least, that they're like, okay, yeah. Like they might slip up on pronouns, but they're always like, oh yeah. And I do that too. I slip up on the pronouns and I'm like, fuck, I did that yesterday with, um, Ezra Miller. And I don't want like Ezra Miller, they're going to hang themselves. They're doing plenty of bad work on behalf of themselves. I'm not looking to add by a, a cheap pronoun joke ever. But I do think about how much 
you know, I was like, oh, it's so hard. I mean, it's hard for me to create a habit to go working out every day. I can't do that all these years later. And then, you know, sometimes you're trying to remember the I want to respect people and I want to say the right pronouns. But when you're in the middle of a thought, you're like, oh, and so you're kind of rewiring your brain. And sometimes those take those are like kind of there's like bumps in the road and there's all of these things. Um, but my thing was like, I, I hope we can come out on the other side of this Kathy Hilton thing of like, yo, we're, we all realize she's ridiculous. I read a comment of like, why isn't there calls for her firing? It's like, because she's, I would say that if she said, oh, that's fucking precious. Fuck that. You know, like, but can you fire somebody for being stupid? I mean, and I'm honestly asking, like, is that what people want to see? And once again, like I always say, we have no control, like, you know, f- calling for firing. I, where you're not getting Lisa Rinna off the show. You're not getting Erica Jane off the show. You're not like, save your breath. Enjoy the shows for what they are. You know, casting will deem and determine when these ladies uh, are off the show. Now, sometimes there are patterns of behavior when it gets to violence and stuff that there are arguments that you can let go uh, of somebody then. And that's what we've seen in certain housewives instances. And this is interesting because you guys might have a completely different viewpoint on this. And like I said yesterday, and like I try to say as many times as possible is that that's okay. That's good. Have beliefs, have personal beliefs, and we can learn from each other. Like I said, I learn from you guys probably more than you learn from me. Uh, not with uh, obscure pop culture. That's probably, you guys probably learn more from me. But, but you know, like, I, I, it's all about learning and trying not to be threatened by it. But intent is, I was arguing with somebody, not arguing. You know, I will say this is the one thing that go out and try to do good in the world. But I see a lot of people just trying to argue online and consistently, constantly being offended. Um, and I sometimes don't, and I guess I might get it a little bit, bit, I, I might see it a little bit more than you, um, just because of how many people now I interact with on a daily basis, but it, it's, it's sometimes overwhelming because you're like, wow, everybody, like, if you do know me and trust me, then do know and trust that I'm not trying to do, like, something hurtful or something like that. And then it's just kind of like, then it's like you feel like you're trying to get, somebody's trying to school you all the time. And it's like, oh, man, like, I appreciate that. I will read this and I will take it to heart. But at a certain point, you're like, okay, okay. Can we actually talk about the actual issue? You know, like, let's go put some good that out there in the world. Anyways, that's all. I'm not going to get off on a tangent about that because we got a long way to go today, folks. I did. I didn't get to say this yesterday, and I, I've been thinking about it since. Is this truly, truly bums me out? Is that you know, a couple of months ago, it was announced that uh, uh, that um, Entertainment Weekly was going to stop their magazine, their print subscription, and it broke my heart. Like I loved getting my entertainment weekly every Friday and I would, I would hold it. I would hold it like a newborn baby. I would just cherish that thing. And I was so excited still, even to this, like even months ago, I would still be so excited. And entertainment weekly actually then went to a monthly, which is like, how do you have the name entertainment weekly and go to a monthly? I mean, truly they're Truly, just like Bravo, where they think we're just complete idiots, where they're like, fuck it, they might not even notice. Let's keep Entertainment Weekly on there. Let's not do Entertainment Monthly. That's going to be too confusing for these these idiots. Um, But it was announced that Us Weekly is going to stop 
doing um, print issues. Uh, Maritza Lopez, who works on this show, she got a mailer that said, effective with the September 5th 2022 issue of Us Weekly, your subscription will be switched from print to a digital version of the magazine, which will be sent to you each week by email. The change to digital is intended to bring a more enriching and interactive experience to our subscribers. By the way, I've never read a magazine and been like, I wish I could draw on this. I wish I could interact with this article on Justin and Brittany just a hair more. Um, you'll be able to read your issue on any mobile device. Ooh, intriguing. Plus, by providing your email address for the Switch, you will receive four bonus issues just for signing. Four bonus digital issues? By the way, Meditza, you're just going to forward me your digital issues. Like, what do you think you're doing, Us Weekly? And I love, like, I Us Weekly is a staple of pop culture. We can't have these institutions taken away from us. This is the platform I will be running in 2024, Bailey. Bring back Us Weekly. So this was sent out to her, and it really bums me out. There is something really special, and maybe it's just in my old age, and maybe it's not special to anybody else but my age, and, and you know, is that there was something special about having tactile in your hand. You feel a little better when you have a magazine in your hand, right? You feel a little better when you're at the airport and you're scanning the magazines and all that stuff. And yes, the quality of these magazines have gone so downhill because they're like, it's way easier and so much more time efficient and cost effective to put it out online. Of course, there was something really special to me as a kid of getting my Rolling Stone or my Entertainment Weekly or my Premier Magazine or my Spin Magazine, you know, my Mad Magazine, my Cat Fancy Magazine, my Boy's Life. No, you know, there was just something really special and I felt really cool. I felt a little less alone. And I know that's really potentially deep, but I'm a sensitive person and it always made me feel better. I, you know, to look at a stack of magazines always gave me such comfort. And it's different with digital, you know, there's so many things coming at you and you know, all of your senses all the time now. And I was like, do we really want to just go to all digital everything? You know, like I, 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 I tried to read books on a Kindle and, so, and I can see that the attraction to it. But once again, like books were the same thing. There's something so special about having something tactile in your hand, tactile in your hands. By the way, I have this House of Hilton book that I just got off Amazon. And there's something really cool about opening up a book. The smell, that actually smells like piss, um, which is very, very cool. <laughs> so rest in peace, Us Weekly. You still will be a publication. And obviously our good friend Sarah Heron, works um, over there still and a lot of great writers. And I mean, I, I told Sarah, she's been on the podcast a couple of times. It's like, you do the Lord's work. You truly do. When I, when I was younger, that w was like one of my dream jobs. Like I would even consider trying to do it today, but I'm not that strong of a writer um, because I'm just like, how do you, you know, I always consider it like a right. Do you guys ever do this where you're like, Oh my God, it's like a magician. The way that they, put the words they had the intro and then they knew how to put information and then they knew how to to end it and usually the ending is like with entertainment articles you notice how it always just ends it's never like in summation it'll just be like k in k fed sucks further news later you know it's not it is funny though those things that we have in our mind those roadblocks where you're like I couldn't possibly write something. And you're like, well, I talk every day. You could just actually put that in a written. No, it's 
different. I mean, the, the writers, true talent. I mean, there's so many cool, talented people in this world that do so many things. And I'm sure you guys at home, you have something so special and so cool that I would be like flabbergasted over. Um, so, uh, I don't know. So rest in peace us weekly bummed, super bummed about that. We, uh, Oh, also I just did a cameo for, uh, for my friend, my new friend, Max, who I thought was a friend pranking me. Um, but, uh, Max got to see around my room and Amy, I sent Amy one last week cause it was her birthday. Uh, Amy's always, uh, listening and which by the way, maybe ever since I sent her that cameo, she stopped listening. Who knows? But Max, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I wanted to give you a shout out on the pod as well. Um, let's see here. What else do we got before we go to the Beverly Hills? Um, oh, this is what I want. I, I forgot to say this yesterday, too. In divorce nudes. Nudes. Did I say in, in divorce nudes? Hey, did you got those divorce nudes? Send divorce nudes. Um, Olivia Wilde, you guys, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, you know, Olivia Wilde is of course with Harry Styles now. And remember at CinemaCon, I think we did a story on this months ago where that's where everybody goes and kind of like hypes their wares, their new films to theater distributors to get them hyped. And Olivia Wilde has this new movie coming out. I think it's called Don't Worry, Darling with, uh, uh, Harry and the, uh, why am I blanking on her name? The girl from Midsommar that I love. Oh man. My memory is just so shit this week. You guys, is it, is just me? Did it happen to you guys as well? Um, but anyways, during CinemaCon, there was a moment that they captured where you can see a guy comes up and puts like a paper on the stage where she's speaking to distributors in a packed house and it, she was being served, you guys, because Jason Sudeikis wanted to take the kids, keep the kids in New Like, the kids are in Los Angeles. He wanted to take them to New York. And she wanted to have their primary residence be Los Angeles and then said she wanted to eventually move with them to London to be with Harry Styles. And Jason Sudeikis was like, fuck that noise, which is weird. Like, I was trying to think about this because – love is so intense and we all have loved different people and we've all had breakups and they can be so fucked up and you're so mad and sad and everybody's involved. Imagine being a star on top of that. Imagine then also your new dude is Harry Styles, the number one dude in the planet right now. But then we can't even really hate the old dude because it's Jason Sudeikis. It's Mr. Ted Lasso. It's like the reason I got a mustache. No, that's not the reason because I'm a weirdo. Um, you know, Jason Sudeikis, it plays Mr. Nice Guy on Ted Lasso. Like, you're like, you're trading in one uh, good guy for a new great guy. Like, it, you know, it, you almost felt bad for Jason Sudeikis a little bit, which we'll get into in a second. So, um, Olivia Wilde filed court papers, and in the court papers this week, it, uh, which she won this court battle, is that, uh, Sorry. So the the whole thing is that she says in these papers that she accuses Jason Sudeikis of attempting to threaten and embarrass her in the most aggressive manner possible by serving her custody papers live on stage. That's a really good, by the way, hats off to the lawyers on this one. That's great verbiage, the most aggressive manner possible. That's a really vivid thing. But she says that because... You know, I think the thing that was put out was that, well, we can't control how the papers were delivered, but... 
it came out that you can control how the papers were delivered and potentially uh, that Jason Sudeikis was aware that they would be delivered this way, which, listen, when you're in love and anger, you do stupid ass things, stupid ass things. So uh, anyways, the judge, Judge Powell, ruled for Olivia Wilde that uh, they would keep the kids home state as California instead of New York, which is what Jason wanted to. And uh, they will, uh, you know, and eventually she has plans to move to London with the kids to be with Harry Styles. Now, that's the part that even kind of gets me because it's like, really, we're going to I mean, I know they've been together like a year or so. Maybe when it was like February 14th, they've been a year and a couple months. But Harry's always on tour. And I know they're you know, I don't want to say that that relationship doesn't work. But that's like when you when you put two kids, don't I don't have kids, guys, yet. And do you guys ever Think about that. Like, as parents, too, do you ever like, oh, wow, this is going to really affect the kids? Sometimes I feel like with celebrities, they don't really, they're kind of thinking about the kids, but at the same time, kind of overall thinking about their own personal happiness, or sometimes that's how it looks from an outsider's vantage point. Um, and I sometimes I'm just like, wow, well, is it great for the kid? I mean, the kids probably love Harry. Who doesn't love Harry? Like, everybody probably legitimately loves Harry Styles. I love Harry Styles. My God, I just thought of it. Harry Styles with a mustache. Harry, if you're listening, join the mustache club, buddy. We need you. We need... No, I'm probably going to shave this this weekend. Um, so we'll keep... I don't know, but it just seems like now this is a very contentious thing. Uh, it says Mr. Sudeikis had no prior knowledge of the time or place that the envelope would have been delivered, as this would solely be up to the process service company involved, and he would never contone her being served in such an appropriate manner, the rep told Variety. But this is not, uh, I guess, believed by Olivia Wilde and her, uh, you know, and her party, and she thinks these actions were clearly intended to threaten and catch her off guard, she says. He could have served me discreetly, but instead he chose to serve me in the most aggressive manner possible. The fact that Jason would embarrass me professionally and put our personal conflict on public display in this manner is extremely contrary to our children's best interests. In turn, Sudeikis reiterated his previous statement, saying in the documents that he had not intended for Wilde to be served on stage, but that he requested they be delivered to her at Heathrow Airport in London. I understand that the process server had only done her job. However, I deeply regret what happened, Sudeikis says in the filings. Olivia's talk was an important event for Olivia, both professionally and personally, and I am very, very sorry that the incident marred her special moment. Interestingly, Sudeikis also said that he decided not to have the papers delivered to Harry Styles' home in London, where Wilde was presumably based over concerns that the children might be there. Quote, I did not want service to take place at the home of Olivia's current partner because Otis and Daisy, their kids, might be present. According to page six, Wilde filed a petition to determine parental relationship in Superior Court in California in L.A. on May 17th. Um, so I don't know if this is going to heat up. He has apologized. But what I will say, and this is like the weird thing about love, is that anybody can be an asshole in love one day and do an asshole thing and then they're always then the love of somebody else's life down the line, a different person, you know, and we've all experienced that. I think about that all the time, you know, is that our exes, you know, we, you know, they, oh, they think we're crazy or we think they're crazy and all of this stuff. And, you know, but then somewhere down the line, somebody else loves us potentially, 
And then you always read those things on Twitter of like, well, good luck with him or her. It's he or she's your problem now. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I was thinking about that in terms of Ter- Teresa and Louis's wedding, the the Jersey wedding, which uh, at some point we will need to do a special episode just about the hair. There was over a thousand bobby pins in that hair, you guys. A thousand for the love of Marge Simpson, what is going on? A thousand. Could you imagine sitting still for a thousand of anything, unless it's rice? I mean, because rice is very small, you could eat a thousand really quickly. Um, I mean, that we- the wedding hair, though, we still, I mean, that's, that's something we should we should delve into it some, I mean, just truly the pay, they're just sitting there. And what does Teresa think when she's just standing there and people are putting a thousand Bobby pit? Is she just like, is it just like a flat line in her head? Like, or is she talking to people? Is she reading? Like the, the, it sounds like, and then I saw them the next day, they were out in public giving those, those heart things, the heart symbols with their hands, like Ellen DeGeneres, like, they were doing Louie and doing the heart. I want to do that one day. Maybe at BravoCon, I'll try to pose for people and do the little heart with your hands thing. Like, and they look fresh faced and, but, you know, like I, I don't look fresh faced. Even if I don't drink at night, I still wake up not looking fresh faced. Like, These guys look great the morning after their wedding. I'm like, Teresa had a thousand bobby pins in. That means a thousand bobby pins had to potentially be taken out. When did she sleep? And has anybody thought of this? Did they seal the deal? Now, I was told on my wedding night, this is one of the only pieces of advice my sister ever gave me. Was she was like, make sure that you seal the deal on the wedding night. Make sure you do it. Because... I don't want to tell you why she said that to me, but she said that to me. She was like, do that. It'll be a regret if you don't. And that was, I, <laughs> it was a, that our wedding was like a party and a half. But I remember like, I was like, you, I, you know, I really was very, I just remember my sister's advice just running through my head as I was trying to perform like a stallion. I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing to anybody involved in this show. Um, <laughs> so, uh, back to Olivia and Jason. I hope everything's good, but I do also wanted to make one more point, just in terms of the swinging compass from good to bad and how we all kind of potentially do both in our lifetimes or at times. Uh, is that Jason Sudeikis was married before? She he was married to a girl named a lady named Kay Cannon. Kay is a genius. Was one of the writers on 30 Rock. She's a director now. She wrote the Pitch Perfect movies and directed the last Pitch Perfect. And she just directed that. Was it Cinderella the, the, with, uh, with the, the pop singer girl? Um, she just she directed. Just an amazing woman. Funny as hell. And they were married when Jason was first uh, on SNL and stuff. And they split up because allegedly Jason cheated. I don't think it was with Olivia, but Jason cheated, and that broke up their marriage. So remember, not everybody is good all the time. And for every person that we feel bad for that this Harry Styles thing happened, they also probably broke a few hearts down the road as well. And hopefully in this world, things balance out in some form or fashion. Um, But uh, I always think about that too, don't you know? It's just like, oh, well— and not that we keep we're supposed to keep track or score like it's like a baseball game and like how many errors did somebody make in the course of their life. But I always don't you ever wonder about that if heaven does exist, if there is some kind of scorecard that God's like, well, look, let's look at the stats. Uh, you blamed your farts on a lot of people, and we do not look too kindly on that here in the old 
H. That's what he calls heaven. God's like, H, you're here at the old H. Not the old H-E double hockey sticks, the H. Um, <laughs> so I hope everything's going there. But like, I don't know. How do you guys, do you ever think about that in terms of relationships? In terms of like, if you can't make it work with somebody and they're your friends and stuff. Like back in the old days when you're younger, you like hate the person that broke your friend's heart with a passion. You're like, oh, I want to wring their neck. Ah! And then as you get older and you kind of see the way the world works a little bit more and especially with love and you've been hurt and you've hurt people and stuff like that, you not soften on it, but you sometimes go, yeah, man, life sucks. Like I've had my heart broken and I've broken some hearts and that sucks. Like it sucks. Both sides of that, you know, even carrying somebody's hurt that you cause them around is like can really kind of bring you down too. I mean, but I think a lot of people don't. Like some people are just like so self-consumed that they're like, ah, fuck them. That's their problem. Not me. I carry around everybody's hurt. I don't know if you guys are like that too. And remember, uh, if you want to go right to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap, there will be a timestamp for that. Um, (laughs) Somebody just texted me, you guys. Oh, my friend. (laughs) Heather... She said, I subscribe to Erica's Scriber for the moment. So far, it's pretty boring, except she said Tiago wasn't doing well, and that was upsetting. I'll keep you posted. Wait, explain more of all of this. I'm recording and want to use this. Yeah, my friend just sent me a picture of Erica Jane. I'm guessing is what she sends with the Scriber thing. You see this Erica Jane pick? Yeah, I'm getting dick. <laughs> getting rocked. Did anybody get sexy with their husbands or their dudes or their g- girls and guys or whatever sexual arrangement you wanted? Anybody get horny and be like, let's get some dick. I want to get dirty. I want to get sexy. Uh, uh, uh. I'm Erica Jane. By the way, if you didn't this weekend, you really should. Get in the middle. If anybody's like getting, like they're like necking. Yeah, that's what I call it. They're necking. You're necking or some nipple play, whatever. If things are getting heated in your romance this weekend, get to that point where like everything's like, everybody's getting in it and then go, yeah, I'm like a giant. Give me that dick. Oh, I'm truly, truly, oh my goodness, uh, truly, truly a disturbed human being, obviously, and I will eventually pay for all of everything that I've Oh my God, what if God listens to podcasts? What if he was like, I used to be a subscriber, but then you kind of fell off in like the third year. It was like weird. And then you started doing the weird voices and I didn't like it. Which, by the way, you guys, remember, this is for fun. We do try to make some overall points, or I do, of point out kind of the sociological aspect or, like, mentally what I think is going on. But also a lot of this is just kind of crude comedy. And I think there is room for both. But don't let it turn you off too bad. You know, there's always a new episode. I mean, literally, usually the next day or kind of fast forward through that. Um, But, okay. Should we just go? Let's just do it. Uh, Also... Two more, two more things. These are plugs. Remember, today, Friday, is the day 
my new podcast, Ryheart Radio and Cloud 10 Productions, uh, airs. We do the first two episodes. It's called What the Kids Are Watching with my co-host, Natalie Poucher, which I am very excited. If you have kids or had kids or are aware of children's cartoons, they're insane, you guys. It, we watched a show called Paw Patrol this week, and I'm still reeling. I'm like, this is... We're showing, like, I mean, there's a there's a police force of paw of dogs, you guys, and they're they're led by this ten year old Ryder kid. Which do we have a beat on where Ryder's parents are and why he's in charge of these ten dogs that are solving crimes? Do the police not actually uh, are they not around in this Adventureland area? It is so weird. Um, but they're so these dogs are so cute. They can do anything. It's amazing. So we recap like a children's episode from each one of these. Like the first one is from Bluey, which I fell in love with. The next one's Booba. And I had never met Natalie. That first episode you're gonna listen to is one of the first times I ever talked to Natalie. And this was months ago we recorded this, but I will say the Paw Patrol one we recorded this week, and I truly think it is some of the best. It is one of the best just comedically and talking about kids and stuff. I think it is such a great episode. I think that'll be like the fifth episode. Uh, they'll air one a week. This week will be two. And I really want it to do good for everybody. I want it to do good for the companies. And, and I was asked to do this. So it's really a big thing for me. So please go support. Uh, leave a five-star review. And if you don't like it, just don't leave a review. I ask that nicely. Uh, I hate telling people that it matters to me because I saw somebody already left a bad review. I'm like, you can't leave a bad review when you haven't even listened to it. But I'm asking you to leave a good review without even listening to it, too. So I guess it all evens out, right? Uh, but I'm very proud of that. And I'm very proud to work with Natalie and, and further my relationship with iHeart and Cloud10. So, oh, wait, my mom, wait, my mom just FaceTimed. Wait, do you want a Becky bit? Wait, let's do a Becky bit. Mom? You're on the podcast. No, no, I, it's fine. We want to talk to you. Oh, okay. I thought something happened. I, no, I'm, I'm recording the podcast right now, and you can say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Mom's doing okay. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Oh, I just woke up from a nap. Dad had to go to the eye doctor, and he just called me and woke me up. So I'm, a con I'm kind of sleepy, but I'm good. I'm Why? good. Why are you so lazy? I know. I just can't get my buns up and going. <laughs> uh, you look good, actually. You look like all made up and stuff. I well, I took a shower. That's that's always a positive. Well, by the way, there was a time when you weren't able to take a shower last week, so that's this is right. good. I can't, I still can't um, face the shower and get my stitches wet. Is dad is dad getting those hard to reach places? <laughs> He'd like that. That's funny. Are you growing your beard back? Uh, no. I, well, I mean, I think I will eventually. I just kept that. Do you want me to get rid of the mustache? No, I want you to get rid of the beard. I like the mustache. Oh, you like the mustache? Oh, wow. Pro mustache. I but can see the beard right in my phone. That's why I'm saying that. Oh, well, this is just, just scruff. Yeah, no, no, no. I knew that. But I didn't know if you were trying to grow it back. Oh, I haven't really thought. I mean, you know, working I'm working on it. I, I didn't know if you were working on it, honey. No, no. During the week, I just kind of let it grow because I'm yeah, just you working a week. Shave. You don't have to shave. And Brooklyn's here. She's in the other room. Oh. Yeah. Brookie. Well, she can't hear you. She's in the other room. She's pouting oh. right now because I'm, I'm not. okay? She is. She has, you know, some breathing issues and stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's been good to have her here. Is Georgie there or in Chicago? In Chicago. 
okay, good. So Brooklyn has their place to herself. Yeah, Brooklyn does not have to put up with the other dog, yeah. Oh, well, that and that's always important for Brooklyn. That's my roommate's dog, you guys, for people listening. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, so everything's good, or did, and you saw the kids the other night? Uh, yeah, they stopped over after school, and uh, I'm going to put bricks on their head because they just don't quit growing. You know, you could actually just start, you know, you can, there are pills that you can actually stop people from growing. And I know, isn't that awful? It is We're awful. We're so excited that Connor's getting taller. We thought he was going to be short. Yeah, Connor's getting real tall, actually. Yeah, but Addie is like, but all her girlfriends are too. They're all this tall, tall girls. Do you think it's something they're putting in the water in Arizona? Yeah, probably. And wait, what? <laughs> what's the temperature in Arizona right now? Actually, it's not horrific. It's 101. Um, oh, it's only 101? Yeah. It was 115 a, two weeks ago. That that was July, August. We haven't hit the big numbers. And um, I think I, I texted you that I was outside at 3.30 this morning out on the patio, and it was like only 79. Oh, my gosh. That's like, that's like winter in Arizona. I, it was like a breeze. It was like wonderful. <laughs> Um, well, we're doing the, uh, Beverly Hills recap, but I was just telling the folks on the show about the kids show that's premiering tomorrow, the, what the yeah, kids are watching. I yeah. I can't wait. To, now, is it on pod or YouTube? It's pod. This is not, that's not, okay. uh, that's not YouTube. My, the, so bad it's good is, is both, but that is just okay. podcast. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I liked, um, yours and Sophie's, um, this, this past week. That was cute. Oh, cute! I like watching the two of you. Oh, nice! I'll let her know that you uh, you like that. See, folks, yeah, I, she likes it. I thought I sent you a thing saying that I thought she was really cute. Yeah, but I mean, I'm the cutest. Cutest, yeah. cute. No, you yeah. actually look really. Uh, you look great, actually. You look really fresh faced. I'm getting some color. Wait, this wasn't one of those things that you said you got an intense surgery, but you really got like a facelift. No, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no more surgeries. I don't do. So. It's bad. It's bad enough when I have to have one. Why would people? Those people that do all those kind of surgeries, those butt things and everything. I don't know how they do go through that. Why would they do that? Well, that sucks that you said that because you know, one of my sponsors. We actually. We got you a BBL that we we're gonna once you heal up from this. We're uh, BBL is when they take uh, fat from a different part of your Brazilian body. Butt yeah, Brazilian butt, butt lift. Yes, you know it. So we're getting you one of those, and we got you also a gift certificate for all new jeans for your new Did you butt. Know that's one of the most dangerous surgeries you can do. Yeah, I do know. Well, by the way, isn't that crazy that people would do that? Like, you know, there's actual like surgeries like you went through that are actually dangerous. That are actually like for your like health and your actual like, again. People are choosing to be like, nope, I need the big ass. I need it. That's exactly what I'm saying. I I can't believe people would actually do that to themselves. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I got to get back to finish recording this. I love you and thank you all the listeners for your well wishes. Uh, That's awesome. I love you, Mom. Love you. Well, that was a nice surprise. We got Becky Bailey on the show. How amazing is that? She, try I didn't think we were going to get her this week. I had promised it to you guys early and I just and she wasn't feeling good and so that that actually made me so happy. That is so cool. Um but uh, I was not joking. We are getting her a Brazilian butt lift. So, 
Uh, I think, you know, she thinks that's a joke, but that it actually is truly happening. Oh, that actually made me feel really good. I hope you guys, uh, by the way, for the people that don't know, I have my mom on sometimes. That's my mom, Becky Bailey. If you guys don't know me still or you're new to the show, uh, but she just had a really intense surgery last week. And this next Wednesday, we find out the next steps for everything that she's going to have to go through next. So just keep her in your thoughts. You guys have been so amazing and so nice to me and her and my family all the time. So I really appreciate it, but I'm so glad that she got to say, uh, say hi. Okay. I'm going to take a quick break and Beverly Hills, baby. Oh, you guys, a Becky mother effing Bailey appearance. We got a, a Becky Bailey appearance. What, what a blessing. That was actually totally unplanned. And I'm so happy that she was able to do that. That really is so, that makes me so happy. Uh, sorry, I have Beverly Hills on in the background and they just flashed PK's my teeth. Look at my teeth. And, <laughs> It'll haunt me for for the rest of my life, actually. You guys, let's start this Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. Remember, if you want to start right from here, if you're listening to the podcast and not on YouTube, there is a timestamp for that. Uh, it is so funny. I, I did that hour that we just did. I did that four and a half, five hours ago now. And then I had to do another podcast with Jacques Peterson from Unpopular, if you've ever heard his podcast. We did like two hours. And then I think I lost consciousness at some point. No, I had to... My my dog, Brooklyn, who's staring at me right now, uh, I took her a walk, and we just went poopies. Right, Boogie? You did a good girl. You're a good girl. Just like this episode. This episode was a big pile of, no, not poo, good girl. I thought there were so many great moments in this and so many moments, but it is interesting. You know, you can really sense the relationship of these ladies that they really do know each other. And I got to tell you, Kyle is just getting a little, not even a little, a lot too comfortable. She's really stirring the pot in such a lazy way at times. And it's, you know, that's no excuse because Rena is still completely ridiculous, but it, it's, it's becoming so obvious. It's almost like, I feel like she is so comfortable that she's like, yeah, the world is my oyster. This, uh, this is my game. I am God and I will be the puppet master. And she's just not that amazing at it. Um, but I thought this episode had so much. I, like I said, at the beginning of the show, you name a charity homeless, not toothless. I mean, that's, truly incredible because unfortunately that's part of the real world that actually exists and i do want to point out dorit as much as i would love to give the credit to dorit for that name this um organization has been around for a very long time but i love that when dorit gets involved she was like i'd like to change the name you know i like she was like i love the name i do think when you get rich you get so out of touch that you're like that's a catchy name i love it Homeless, not toothless. You know, it makes me want to be homeless just so I could experience the title of this charity. <laughs> Beep, boop, bobby, boop, boop, boop. So this is called Shameless, Not Ruthless, uh, season 12, episode 14. We're 14 into this thing, baby. Uh, Shameless, Not Ruthless. So, okay, we break this down. What's the mystery? What is, what is the title telling us? The title is telling us Shameless, Not Ruthless. So somebody's shameless, they cannot be shamed, but they're not ruthless. Now, watching the show, now I realize this is a takeoff, homeless, not toothless, shameless, not ruthless. So who do you think is shameless and who do you think is not ruthless? 
I don't know. I feel like I got lost in the weeds a little bit with this title, even though I appreciate the play on of Homeless Not Toothless. But then once again, Beverly Hills, are we making fun of the homeless? Not good. So this is the summary the cable company gives us. Dorit throws a charity dinner to benefit the homeless. But there is a... (laughs) But there is a little goodwill, but there's little goodwill between Lisa and Sutton. And I was like, oh, no, another episode. Because we ended last week. I'm like, ah, when Lisa's anger turns to tears. Really? Was that what it was? Bravo. Was it tears? When Lisa's face turned to tears, like there was not actual tears coming out of her eyes, but her face um, assimilated into the what it would look like if you were crying. I think the face like, mm. Um, her friends rally to her side in her time of need. I like when they rally to her side, like they traveled somewhere. They were at literally the same table. It was just like two steps. That's not rallying around. That's like, I'm here. Let me walk two steps over to comfort you, Lisa. Crystal opens up about her health issues because remember Crystal wasn't on last week's episode yet. Everybody talked about her eating disorder without Crystal there. Wild. Very disappointing. Now, I think, like I said earlier, this goes to show you that these are not aspirational people in any kind of way. Uh, And we do. I mean, like a lot of us are the same way. We make these kind of disgusting mistakes in our life all the time. And it is how we kind of recover from these things. But I think with the housewives, especially what you get is a lot of women with ego. So ego gets in the way of any kind of real forgiveness or any kind of uh, learning moment where they can actually learn, because I don't think any of these ladies learn from their behavior. Isn't that interesting? If you really think about it, you know, Rinna will apologize. I mean, for seasons now, but she doesn't ever learn from that. Erica refuses to apologize and doesn't learn from that. Kyle doesn't truly learn from anything. Uh, Sutton, I mean, I think she's done better, but can we say she's fully reformed? No. Crystal does seem like she's listening and a listener. Garcelle seems pretty set in her ways, uh, but also usually on the right side of things from the get-go. So it's interesting. You you know, when you have an immovable force, when you have a wall, it's sometimes not the most interesting. I always find it interesting when you know you can change something or when you can affect change or when you can mold something, you know, and make it a wall a little softer. And right now, I feel like we just have a lot of walls. Oh, I forgot about Diana. I am Diana Jenkins. I am not the wall, Ryan. It's just my face looks weird. Oh, my God, you guys. I know this is uncouth to speak about, but I and this shows you just what a weirdo I truly is I was looking at pictures of Diana, as one does, and the old Diana, like, go look at pictures from her from five years ago. And I got to tell you, because Asher's still in, you know, Asher was still in the picture, I think, since 2011. Is that right? And they have a, they have a very interesting scene that we'll get to in this. Her face structure, like, you can tell it's her, but I have to tell you, the before whatever she's done to her face this time... She looks really scary and intense. And I don't mean like, but she looks like she keeps saying like, I am Bosnian. I kill you. I headbutt you. Like that lady from five years ago looks like she would, like she looks like a, like she just hop on you like a monkey, like a spider monkey and just start biting you. And, uh, but then the new Diana face is kind of like, ha ha ha. I'm Mrs. Claus, but younger. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of like loving and like she almost put like this kind of permanent smile about like her cheekbones just make it so big. And it's like this chipmunk smile. But I seriously was looking at that and going, that is so different than the Diana from yesteryear. 
Uh, okay, so we get previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Rinna to Erica Diana's uh, Christmas party where Rinna's like, put your drink down. And Erica's like, no. And then Rinna's like, we're going to go now. Diana's going to help you up. And Erica's like, I love you all. And Rinna's like, let's go. And Garcelle's like, Good luck. Crystal at Kyle's charity with Jamie Lee Curtis. We have a scene from that. And, you know, Crystal saying to the ladies, I want to eat a meal and be like, okay with it. And then we have Erica to Crystal at Diana's Christmas party going, have you son treatment? And Crystal's like, I have to. It's time. I'm just afraid of what's going to come out. And Erica's like, if you take a laxative, all of it will come out, honey. All of it. Anyways, gotta go. Get some dick. No, she goes, you know what's going to come out? A better crystal. (laughs) I love when people, lines always, you know, no, 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 no. Like it's the reversal of the line. We always did this in acting classes. Like, you know what's going to come out? And then pause to take a beat. A better crystal. No, no, no. A better crystal. And then we have Erica at Rinna's Wine Tasting last week. I asked Crystal, have you sought professional help? And she said, no. And Dariq and Rinna go, what? She said that? I love somebody that I don't personally think has sought professional help for any of their like, past couple of years with Erica. But yet it is uh, it is so important that Crystal does it. And since she doesn't, she's kind of like a piece of shit. Uh, and then we have the scene from Rinna and Punta, Punta Mita, where Rinna's like, hi, Lois, to the birds. Hi, Lois. And I probably will do this with my mom as well if she ever, uh, ever, I don't think she will pass away, but ever if she has to, if there's like a limit on, on life eventually, everything is Lois. Like, she's like, there she is. It's Lois. Lois is at this buffet table. Lois are, are these clams. Yeah, Lois. It's Lois. You know, Lois seems to be everywhere. And I dare say Rinna blames a lot on Lois. I feel like that's so much pressure for Lois up in heaven where she's like, are you kidding me? Rinna keeps seeing me and I'm literally just chilling in heaven. And Rinna keeps thinking I'm birds and inanimate objects. And she th- and I'm like, I'm literally doing none of this. I mean, I'm in heaven, having a great time, open bar, great buffet. But I am not doing any of the things that Rinna thinks I'm doing. Um, Rinna and Atakana is like, my mom passed in hospice and I'm still in shock, I think. I still will never understand why she did the Punta Mita trip when her mom had just passed away two days before. Then we have Kyle at a dinner in Punta Mita going, how you feeling, Rinna? And Rinna's like, it hasn't really hit me, I don't think. And then Sutton at lunch with Rinna last week, Sutton's like, well, I didn't mean to hurt you or Harry. I'm sorry. And Rinna's like, you did say you were sorry and I have to move on now. It was so weird, even looking back on last week's episode, how in the driver's seat Rinna thinks she is. She really was like, it's like, kiss the ring. And I'm like, kiss the ring? You have rats in your house. Kiss what ring? The rat ring? The Rinna rat ring? What do you talk like? Just, I guess I, I guess I have to move on now. But I don't want to, because I hate you. You know? <laughs> so, um... Uh, then we had that scene of Sutton at Rinna's wine tasting party where we... Uh, Left last week of like, Sutton's like, you talk out of both sides of your mouth, Lisa Rinna. And Rinna's like, so do you. And Sutton's like, no, I don't. And Rinna's like, and you know what? Fuck you. Get out of my house. If you're going to talk like this, you should leave. And Sutton's face, you guys, is like, zoinks. Her eyes is like, 
I love Sutton's facial reaction. I truly do. So we get the taglines this week. We have not gotten them a couple of the times this season. We're not going to do the taglines. We've done that plenty of times. So the episode opens with Dorit and PK entering Sam Salah DDS. That's That stands for dentist something. I'm pretty sure. And the receptionist is like, hi, guys. And the receptionists are all masked up, which I think is going to be a bummer. Like, you're going to be on TV, but you got to wear a mask. Dorit's like, hello. And the receptionist is like, it's so great to see you both. I haven't seen you in so long. And PK shoots one of many this episode, a shit-eating grin of like, hey, look at this. Huh? I'm smiling. Smiling. Receptionist is like, such beautiful teeth. Are you guys ready? And Dorit's like, PK, you want to go first? And the hygienist is in there like, okay, so you guys have a seat. How are you? And PK's like, I'm good. I'm looking forward to getting my teeth cleaned, especially after my Dewey, my DUI. And Dorit's like, honey, you do realize you aren't going to be able to speak for like 10 minutes. That means I get to do all the talking. I love Dorit has really put herself in the I love Lucy role. And the Desi character is PK. I'm like, I'm going to get into a lot of trouble. Well, you can't talk, mister. Maybe now's the time to get into your wallet. That's the kind of shit like, oh, while you're under, may I have your American Express card? Beep, boop, 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 boop. So uh, Dorit says, about two years ago, PK decided to get his teeth done. PK's like basically smiling all the time now. And they show a before and after of PK's teeth. That's what I just saw earlier. And yeah, he needed it. Sure. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. You know, it's not full Austin Powers, but it was... It was there. Listen, I don't have great teeth either. Don't look at my teeth, anybody on YouTube. The hygienist to PK goes, okay, go ahead and swish for 10 seconds. And PK's, oh, oh, switch. And Dorit says, so I had to get my teeth done. I mean, you're not a real couple unless you do your teeth together. They show a before and after of Dorit's teeth. And I got to say, the Dorit teeth looked great before. What a waste of... You could have given that teeth procedure to a homeless man to read. Like, your teeth were already great. They're just a little wider. And at the same time, like, do you really need... Like, I feel like some of these people get their teeth done and it's like a nightlight. Like, how do you even get to sleep with a fucking nightlight in your mouth? Everybody around you is like, Jesus, close your mouth. Like, it's like somebody's reading a book next to me. Um... Also, I want to thank Juliana Carraza, who took all of my show notes like she's been doing and just does a fantastic job. And it really frees up so much time. Juliana, thank you so, so much. I always got to say it every episode. Um, the doctor comes in and Dorit goes, there he is, the best dentist in the whole entire world. Which is like, no. Uh, she, she gives him a very ecstatic hug. And the doctor's like, it's so good to see you. You guys are aging in reverse. And Dorit goes, I am anyway. And the doctor's like, seriously, anyway, the new teeth kind of spearheaded a whole, yes, looking fantastic. And Dorit's like, yes, it did. Yes. And Big A's like, why didn't any of that happen to me then? I mean, shit's gone down since I've had these teeth. A home invasion? A DUI? I mean, these teeth don't appear to be that lucky, doc. And Dorit and a talking head's like, I'm not happy that PK told me, didn't tell me about his police encounter. We get the flashback to three weeks earlier. PK's like, I decided since I wasn't booked and such that I wasn't going to tell you the whole thing happened. And Dorit's like, are you kidding me? The only reason why you did it is because you needed me to pick up your car. And PK's like, yeah. Dorit under talking head says, but it doesn't make me lose all trust in him. Of course, if he makes another mistake, I'll fucking gut him like a fish. 
No, she goes, I may not be so easy on him. Maybe I'll withhold sex for an entire weekend. But sometimes I just need them. Look at these white teeth. I've got to hop on that. I need PK Salami. Dr. Sala uh, has the sucking tube in PK's mouth, and PK's like, oh, 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 oh. you can tell he's doing it in British. And he's like, and Dreet's like, the Bugatti. And PK's like, no, the Bugatti. And Dreet's like, the party. And the doctor's like, oh, uh, he said he's going to buy me a Bugatti. And Dreet's like, I think I actually said I've got Bugattis for both of you guys. <laughs> And Dorit, that's just not even a funny joke because you know PK doesn't have that kind of money. It's just not like maybe if he said, oh, I've got a Corolla for both of you. I've got a Toyota Corolla for you to drop around in for both. I would be like, maybe. And they're all laughing and Dorit's like, so I've been involved with his charity. <laughs> it's called Homeless. And by the way, I was like, I was like Homeless. And then he goes, not Toothless. And I was like, I did a spit take and I had nothing in my mouth, so it was very awkward. Uh, and the doctor's like, okay. And Dreet's like, for people that couldn't afford to getting their teeth cleaned, getting them done. And doctor's like, oh, that's nice. And Dreet's like, so PK and I are putting on a little event. We see a million flash flashbacks starting at lunch with Garcelle. I love that they do these like million flashbacks with all these different scenes, like they're building the scene. Like that must be so planned of like, okay, we're going to be shooting the building the PK party scene. So we get a flashback at lunch with Garcelle and Reed's like, I'm on this board of this charity, Homeless Not Toothless. And Garcelle goes, oh, wow. And Reed goes, Sharon Stone is on the board with me. And then we see Dorit calling Diana on a FaceTime call. Yeah. And she says the uh, Sharon Stone thing. And Diana's like, yeah, yeah, that's a big one. And Dorit's like, I'd feel very privileged on a FaceTime then with Kyle. It's just really incredible, Kyle. Kyle looks very disinterested at what Dorit is saying. And she like looks ready to fall asleep or die. It was during COVID lockdown times or either or. And then she's on a FaceTime with Rinna. Beautiful charity, Rita. And Rita's like, great. And Dorit's like, so I'm going to have the dinner at our house. Then we go to back to Garcelle's lunch, and Garcelle answers, that sounds fun. Diana goes, I'd love that. Rita explains, I'm coming with my Belgian. <laughs> and then Dorit goes, I'm so excited. Then Dorit back in this scene goes, so if you're in town, I'd love for you and your wife to come. And the doctor's like, yeah, I'd love to. Maybe we can select a well-deserving person and we can do a gift for the smile. And BK's like, hey, I'll get it again then. I'm well deserving. Oh, he didn't say that, but that's kind of the shit you know PK wants to say. And Dorit goes, I'd love that. Dorit in a talking head goes, Sharon Stone and I used to be neighbors. Yes. The girl from Basic Instinct that showed her hoo-ha. When she got involved with Homeless Not Toothless, she knocked on my door and said, this He's a great charity, Dorit, B3O. You should really look into it, beep boop 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 And so I did. It was a charity that didn't have a lot of attention, and I feel like I could do something to bring even more awareness. Could you imagine if you're like, knock on the door, and it's like, Hello? It's me, Sharon Stone. What's going on, man? Open the door. Gotta talk. Gotta talk. That's how Sharon Stone sounds now. It's like, hey, you remember me? I was in a... You ever casino? Oh, huh? that was a good one. Anywho, anywho, 
uh, I'm involved with this uh, homeless, not toothless, came up with the name myself, and I was visiting your Buca de Beppo Dorit's room, and I said, this girl knows what she's doing. She knows her way around events. She makes people feel good with what she does. We got to get Dorit involved with homeless, not toothless. <laughs> so doctor's like, okay, well, the teeth are clean now. And Dorit's like, wow, you look beautiful, baby. And PK's like, have you got a picture of the before? And doctor's like, yeah. And PK, let's have a look. And I swear to God, you guys, he pulls out a picture of a, a Shetland pony's ass. And it was such a mean joke. And the doctor's like, ha ha, you look stupid. And PK's like, what are you talking? No, he didn't. We actually see a picture of PK's teeth before on the computer screen. And he's like, well, that's when I met you. Look at that. And they show the teeth are really long and really yellow with red swollen gums, kind of like goat teeth. Uh, And Dorit goes, this is what I married. This is what I had children with. But kind of like insinuating Look at me doing anything to be taken care of. He's sending out tons of money. What I don't know. Come on, at least, at least he's not a lawyer like Aragos. <laughs> and uh, the doctor's like, "Well, that's love." And Dorit goes, "That is love." And doctor goes, "That is the love." And BK goes, "No, you can imagine what a catch I am if I manage to pull Dorit with those teeth." And Dorit goes, seriously? <laughs> we glide across town over to the store called Sutton, established 1971. And this is a store off of Melrose. It's very close to, uh, you know, Sir and Tom Tom and that whole shebang. So in the heart of the action. And Sutton's like, well, I can never remember where I put my key. And Joshua, the assistant, who I told a story earlier, was literally on a date with Sutton. Not like they were dating each other, but she was on a date and she really, truly did bring Joshua the assistant. I got to befriend Joshua the, the assistant. That's the way to get to Sutton, I think. Joshua's like, well, it would be helpful if it were on your keychain, Sutton. And Sutton's like, well, also, I didn't know how to close down the store. And Joshua's like, well, you probably should know that, though, right? Right. And uh, Juliana goes, wait, you've been established since 1971. Sutton, that's 51 years and you don't know how to close at the end of the day. Well, I don't I don't think I think the established 1971 means Sutton. That was the year she was born. I don't she's not had that. She's only had the store for like a couple of years and the store is not older than she <laughs> Juliana put in the notes. <laughs> Who all the no Sutton start Sutton established 1971. I think that was her birth year, and that's why it's it's important that we learn this together. So, but it is very classic. I bet I could go over to Sutton's store right now after it closes, and I bet it's unlocked. Like I have a feeling, and I don't want to put that that energy out there, but. You kind of have the feeling that it might be of like, well, well, fiddlesticks. I'll just. I'll just leave it unlocked and pray for the best. <laughs> so Sutton's like, okay, I sometimes play stupid Joshua. I do know how to close. And Josh's like, uh-huh. And Sutton's like, yeah. Crystal enters the store. It's like, hi, I'm Crystal. And Joshua and Sutton are like, hi. And Sutton's like, you're so, like, fancy. And Crystal goes, okay, I just call this the kitchen sink outfit. And Sutton's like, you keep this on your kitchen sink. And Sutton's like, well, let's sit here. And Crystal goes, I might not look covid but I'm just still exhausted. And Sutton's like, well, I'm going to tell you. And Crystal goes, it takes the life out of you, this COVID. And Sutton goes, well, Porter has been working at the store, and she tells me today that she has a sore throat. I'll say, I'll say, do you want to come work at my store, Crystal? Because apparently i got to hire some people. Now, I know this is kind of probably like a setup plot line of like, come have Crystal work in the store, because... 
Sutton doesn't need that truly, and Crystal definitely doesn't need that. She has kids on top of that, but sure, let's go with that. And then I was like, if that's reality, Ryan Bailey needs to apply to work at Sutton's. Could you imagine me selling this shit? I'm like, I've only literally walked in the last couple of years, I think I've just walked into an old Navy repeatedly when it's been safe. And could you imagine me coming like, oh my God, are you kidding me? $3,000? You can get eight pairs of chinos for $30 at Old Navy. Um, so uh, Chris was like, well, you better be paying a lot. And son's like, well, I'll pay commission. Crystal makes an unsure face and they play the crickets. That's my cricket. While showing the full racks of clothing in an empty store. Like, obviously, it's not very busy. And son's like, well, you can make a lot of money. And Crystal goes, I'm really good at sales. You know, I used to work in clothing. And in a talking that, she goes, my first job in retail was at Victoria's Secret. I was 16 years old. I ended up getting fired the same day because I was too young. So I walked right across into the finish line. Here's the thing. I hate feet, but I got like three bucks commission if you sold the shoe cleaner. Killed it. Fascinating. Uh, fascinating deep dive into the retail industry and into the shoe industry. Thank you, Crystal. So Crystal's like, how are you? How was Sabado? Sabado equals Saturday, folks. And uh, they're talking about Rinna's wine tasting. And son's like, wait, it was terrible. And Chris goes, well, okay, full disclosure, I saw Lisa yesterday. And so goes, oh, oh. and Chris goes, I heard her sigh. Well, Lisa blew up at me. Well, she said she's angry. She said she's very angry at you. Well, she didn't say that at lunch when it's just me and her. Right. But when she has her audience, then she can explode and look at me like she's going to kill me. Do you want to resolve it, Sutton? Do you want to be over with? Well, you know, I've done everything that I can. This is on her. It's not on me, I say, I say. And Chris goes, right. Well, I'm sick of talking about old Lisa. Tell me what's going on with you, because you have not talked to me about what's going on lately. Sutton, she has COVID. She just told you. And Crystal goes, well, I talked to Rena about Amelia's dis- disorder because she's ana- she was anorexic. Rena told me that everyone was talking about the other day, which is fine. We cut back to one day earlier, even though we all remember this. And Rena going, it was brought up about your eating disorder. She that was what we talked about the other day. And Crystal goes, okay. And Rena goes, no, sorry. This is one day earlier with Rena and Crystal, not the flashback to Rena's party. Crystal goes, okay. And Rena goes, people are... And Crystal goes, concern? You can get the right help. Because I watched my daughter. And uh, Diana, who is also there, goes, I really think you should do something about it. Crystal wipes a tear from her eye and goes, I guess I'm just like, is it really going to be forever? You know? And Diana goes, I personally don't think so. With literally no emotion. I personally don't think so. I think you're going to be good. Tip-top shape. You're good. <laughs> Poor Crystal's like tear down her eye. Then it goes, you're going to do good, girl. You go, girl. Girl boss. Girl boss. Crystal goes, I forget that because it's so normal for me how not normal it is for other people, which is so fascinating, right? Like these things, these issues that we have with ourselves and our bodies and, and like these secrets that we hold we live with them forever we've lived with them since day one but the people that have to deal with it around us when they find out it really truly is shocking i mean we all have those things right whether it be even how you view yourself if you're insecure and you know it really that that kind of hit home for me not in terms of the eating disorder aspect of it but we all have that thing that we've lived with it forever and we've learned how to deal with it over time but when you introduce that to somebody new it's it's really hard 
So she goes, because they don't know much about it, bringing it out. Cause you know, concerning for people and sounds like, uh huh. It seemed to me like not out of, I don't know. And Krista goes, say it. Well, I don't know. The concern was like grave concern or Krista goes judging me. Were they judging me a little because I have an eating disorder or what is this? And Krista goes, this is a lifelong journey. This is not like you have enough money. You have enough time. Like I have all the access to find all the right people. It's a disorder. And Sutton goes, right. And Krista goes, I'll make sure to take a page out of their perfect plan book. <laughs> Seriously. Krista goes, I'm sure I won't have this like in a week. I'm sure it's going to be gone. And Sutton's like, yeah. Krista on the talking head says, I'm definitely seeing a pattern with some of the women in this group that my vulnerability is met with judgment. I really understood that part too. It's a disorder is that maybe it's not for us to understand. Maybe it's not for like that. That is the disorder aspect of it is that we necessarily don't understand because it is a disorder. You know, we, we money can't solve it. Time can't solve it. And that's the scary part of this. I bet too is, is knowing that you don't know how to fix this. I mean, she probably does need to be in a program of some sort because you never know what will work if you're willing to try, but it really is up to that individual person and especially shouldn't be talked by a group of ladies on national television. Um, we get that flashback to Kyle's house uh, in the desert two months earlier. And Kyle's like, well, I'm confused about Crystal right now. I'm confused. And Garcelle goes, she doesn't understand. And Crystal's like, well, I'm never, they're never going to understand. I'm triggered by what's happening right now. And Kyle goes, I understand. I understand that. And Crystal goes, that's all. Crystal in the talking head says, just because I haven't done everything doesn't mean that I haven't done anything. Crystal to Sutton goes, I still struggle. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Crystal begins to tear up. She's like, I'm sorry. I feel bad. Like when you talk about why, it's like, that's not a question someone should ask me. That's a question for myself, you know? And Sutton goes, yeah. And she's really listening intently. And Crystal goes, it's actually quite insensitive. Like, I want to resolve it, you know? I shouldn't have pressure from people to make me want to, you know, that's all. And Crystal sighs. But it's really that, it's, it's so hard because, you know, you are on a TV show that this is going to feature. So it's really hard. Like it's this really thing. Like if you really were so unwilling to face it, maybe being on a reality show, isn't the best place for your mental health on top of your disorder, because this is, you're going to have to deal with people that don't understand that people that have proven in time and time again, in situations to be God awful women at times, you know? So now we cut over to uh, Diana's house this is great. Fireplaces on. Sure. Why not? And Diana during the day and Diana is descending the stairs slowly. She's in like a track suit. She literally is like, I'm ready to play tennis. Let's play hide and seek. Asher. She's uh, Asher is playing this white Steinway in his hat is his piano player hat as you have one and uh, a leopard shirt. And he's singing like, uh, why do you love me? Would you be there when I'm drowning in my depths of my despair? I just want you to hold me so I'll never be lonely. Shake that ass if you did it. Shake that ass. No, he doesn't do that. But it would be cool if he broke into a rap part like of the song of like, hip hop, you don't stop. My name is Asher and I'm here to say I like free living in a major way. I get my food made, whether it be pizza or a big tub of caviar to put my pee in. Penis, not pee. So stupid. 
<laughs> a hip hop, hippy, hippy, did a hip hip hop, and you don't stop rocking till my name is Asha. Could you put some money in my checking account? Cause what you see is a man who doesn't have to have a job. Cause the D to the J takes care of my needs and wants. I drive a nice car and I make a baby with her and then I get to do all the things that I want to do in life cause she bankrolls it all a hip hop hippy hippy did it hip hip hop and you don't stop this is the Asha rap and you know your <laughs> so anyways this moment is a moment of all time, truly. And the thing is, the guy can sing. I'm not, like, an idiot. Like, the guy can sing. I don't know about lyrical content, but, like, you know, I can really barely make out lyrics half the time. It doesn't matter. So Diana and Tagine goes, My favorite time is when Asher forgets that I'm in the house. How does... <laughs> How dumb is Asher? Like, Asher's like, I, I forgot who's here. Who's, uh, who's even in the house? Who's how, who, where am I? Who am I? Um, because Asha forgets I'm in the house and he is on piano singing and he just doesn't know that I'm like, and she's listening. <laughs> so Diana says to Usher, Asher, Asher is kind of Usher though. Asher is the white Usher. I, I mean, I think so. He's Asher. <laughs> Diana goes, is that the one you're working on? And Asher goes, yeah, these are the two that I'm working on for the shoot. It's going to be fun, girl, love. And it's fun to have you a part of it as well. I'm talking in the voice that he was talking at the Christmas party because he was like, shoo, shoo, girl, you get off here. When Erica Jane was near his like little music stand, uh, he goes, and it's fun to have you a part of it as well because I know you're always like, you're the brain behind it all. Asher, the brain, you're the money behind it all, the brain <laughs> You know, you're the brain behind it all. Brain equals money, girl. <laughs> so Diana laughs hard. She goes, hee, hee, hee. And then she licks her lips. Like, they show a couple pictures of young Asher dressed in costumes. And Diana's like, Asher has had a very sheltered life. Growing up on Broadway. Always being admired on the stage. He's very sweet. He is a child. <laughs> He's a child. And she keeps hitting that, and they keep showing these pictures of this young kid, and it's like, it's weird, it's creepy. Like, like they're not like, but it was, it's just weird, like, he's child, I'm mother, he, <laughs> But, like, also, what a sheltered life. I feel like Diana needs to train Asher, like, I need to see if you have what it's got to make it through the rest of their life tough, like Bosnian. I'm going to drop you off in the desert, and if you survive, you can have me for the rest of your life. Asher goes, I'm actually just excited because it's finally the baby is about to be born. And Dinah's like, you're about to give birth? And Asher goes, I know, I know. And I think they're referring to Asher's album. <laughs> you know, my musical baby's going to be born. And Dinah goes, should we eat dinner? Diana in a talking head says, I really feel like he's softened me a lot, especially my facial surgery. Very soft. If you touch my cheek, it's like Play-Doh. But he needs my hardness and my strength because he's not confrontational at all. And that's my number one quality. <laughs> she laughs really hard. Um, and I got to say, like, 
I once again don't think we really get to know the real Diana because I've seen a little bit of the confrontational, but it's not like like wow. Like it's always like, ooh, how did you get where you are? Like I'm it's always kind of awkward, stilted, doesn't really make sense. So I feel like is she holding her tongue? Like is the real Diana gonna like fucking come out and then then we really see? Cause there are people like that and it wouldn't completely shock me, but at the same time, like this, I'm like, confrontation. This is confrontational? You this season? The servant brings plates of food out to the patio for them to eat outside where the fireplace is also turned on during the day, and Diana goes I've been craving caviar. Asher is wearing these diamond rhombus sunglasses like Elton John. And he's like, oh, my goodness, that's a whole bucket of caviar. It really truly is a whole bucket, which is like my lunch today, you guys, is I had this bagged salad from Trader Joe's. It's my favorite. It's a Southwestern chopped salad. And then I add a little chicken to it. And so like and these people are like, you know, just scooping buckets of caviar into their mouths. It's wild. Um, there's a red pearl spoon that says ROE on the lid. By the way, Kathy needs to be here. Where's the baked potato? And, uh, guess what? It's sitting next to a bottle of Neuro Aqua. That is, uh, Diana's company sitting right in front of it. And Diana goes, I feel like I'm a hormones pregnant. And Asher goes, I know we had to move things with munchkin land, bumpkin land to a later day. Right. Diana takes a swig from her neurosonic and Diana goes, it was set for January, January, but I want to have fun, you know? And now she's like, yeah, give it a little more time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take a few weeks to like recoup and fully get back to like 100%. Diana goes, no, things are meant to work out the way they did. Cause now, cause like I can carry Eli. I can do things with Eli. Because she wants to be held and carried. And Asher goes, yeah, dog. You know I'd like to see her a little bit older, like closer to two. I think he means before they have another one. Diana goes, so I want to start hormones and stuff in, let's say, hmm, mid-March. Diana on the talking net says, when I called Asher and told him that she had the miscarriage in the hospital, uh, she says it almost like it shifted their relationship. He truly grew up pretty fast, and it definitely brought us much closer, which is actually good. If you go through a tragic event like that, it is great to have somebody there and not back away. Diana goes, every pregnancy is so different. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We'll keep going. And Asher's like, I think it's great that we're going to go again. By the way, I don't think Asher has, I mean, does Asher have the ability to say it's not great? <laughs> like he's literally spooning caviar into his mouth. Diana and talking to says, the reason I wanted to have a second baby, and they show a picture of Diana holding Eli, uh, so fast is to have a sibling. It's more fun to have a brother or sister. And truthfully, I just love having babies. Diana says, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows, right? I really don't know. Yeah, this is my first learning curve with having a baby. And it's a lot of work. Diana laughs. <laughs> oh, God, it's a lot of work. So much work, it just stresses me. Asher goes, I love it. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Shit, Asher, she just called you a child in the last talking head. Diana goes, and then it's like, oh, we having another bumpkin. <laughs> Weird scene, but a lot to dig in with. I, like, I, found, I find scenes like that fascinating. We zoom over to Kyle's house. Erica, the Erica Jane, the most uh, reviled woman in the world. Is there a woman more reviled than Erica Jane? More controversial than Erica Jane? Um, You can hear my little dog snoring in the background. She's tuckered out from listening to me screaming at my mic all day. Um, Erica's like, ha, 
and Kyle's like, there's so much going on in my house, just so you know. And Erica's like, I know. I parked way over there. You still have your Christmas stuff up. And Kyle's like, well, this is all being taken down today, and there's a lot of chaos going on. And really, it's none of your business. Uh, talk to me when you decorated your pool. No. She goes, the dog trainer, the gardener, the dog pooper, picker-upper, whatever. And Erica goes, oh, my God. Can I get on this payroll? <laughs> they walk to Kyle's backyard, and Kyle's like, hey, how are you? Nice to see you. And Dustin, the stretcher coach, is there. I was just talking on the Southern Charm recap that Leva had a stretcher this week. It is the week of stretchers on Bravo, and I truly, I want to be stretched. I want to get stretched. Like, that sounds so cool because you literally don't, they control your body and you just, you're in their hands. That's the kind of shit I want. Like, do things to me. Not sexually, you guys. That's perverted. Uh, Dustin's like, how are you? And shakes Erica's hands. And you can tell Dustin already feels a cold spirit. He's like, something's not right with this woman. Kyle is pointing to a large gong and is like, what's the situation? This is exciting. And Dustin goes, well, it's a little bit of a sound bath. And Kyle goes, the last time I heard a sound bath was in Del Mar. That was last season on Kathy Hilton's trip. They flash back to a woman hitting the gong and it's echoing and we see that Kathy's asleep. Uh, so back to this scene, Kyle says, want to go first? And Erica goes, yeah. Like, you know, she's just like, me first, free services. Hell yeah. And Kyle goes, okay. Uh, Dustin goes, so let's start with your head this way. Okay, love. And Erica goes, awesome. And you can just, if you put your head to the TV, you can just hear, like a little toot. You just, like, if you, Erica's like, goes, if, no, but you gotta listen close. Like, put your head right up to the TV, and when when Erica goes, okay, she goes, <laughs> Dustin goes, have you ever done assisted stretching before? Yeah, of course. You hear how much dick I'm getting? That's assisted stretching. You know that. High five, Kyle. <laughs> And Dustin goes, okay, go to your mat, so let me know when you're good, okay? And Dustin is now kneeling over Erica's crotch, pressing down on one leg, pressing her other leg up, and way back. It's so erotic, you guys. No, weirdly, there's no passion at all, which I kind of imagine what Erica Jane is like in the you know, bedroom. Erica goes, okay. And Kyle goes, that looks like it hurts. And Erica's like, I think I am a love affair with pain, so I just kind of lean into it. Hey, you want a love affair with pain, Erica? Why'd you try being one of those crash victims that your husband built out of money? They don't seem like they're doing too good. I just, it's a thought. I don't know. Uh, Erica goes, that feels amazing. Oh, you sure this is free? Erica and the talking head goes, I am flexible. It works out great in all situations. I can drop it when I need to. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. I'm so sick. Can't. Keep going. Ugh. Yes, Erica, we know you can drop it. We know your vagina can hit the ground. Yes, we know. So sexy. So of the moment. Eroticism everywhere. Watch out, basic instinct, Erica. Erica Jane, I'll show my vagina too. Move on, Sharon Stone. Homeless, not toothless down there, bitch. Erica goes, okay, yeah, let's... Let it go. And Kyle goes, you want me on my front first or on my back? Will you hold my phone for me, Erica? And Dessie goes, on your back. And Erica goes, yeah, hold your phone. What's your passcode? Let me buy some shit and send it to my house real fast. <laughs> and Erica, that's an actual line. And I got to say, like, it's, you know, she's trying to be funny. But in reality, I ever wonder if Kyle's like, I don't put it past her. She might do anything. Like, she could really, truly do anything. <laughs> 
Dustin's stretching Kyle, and we literally hear a crack. And Eric is like, oh, what's that? And Dustin goes, are you okay? Ow, mother of God. Kyle in A Talking Head. I was I forgot about this, actually, and it's like now that I pray for Kyle in my nightly prayers. She goes, I'm not just bendy, you guys. I actually have something called hypermobility syndrome. This is actually a problem. Oh, so it's, it's kind of like on crystals. It's a, it's a disorder, you guys. So you're not supposed to be born like this. I'm like, Kyle, we know. Uh, and with that comes some other ailments. And then we fly back to 2015 when Kyle is shown doing the splits. Again, in 2018, doing the splits. And, uh, I mean, is that what she means by ailments? But I do like that this is like a freak of nature. It's almost like a mutant, like an X-Men. You know, like she is like, oh my God. Kyle, we need you to save us from a supervillain. Do your splits with your hypermobility syndrome. So Kyle in a talking head goes, my arms and legs go numb. Sorry, that's not. My arms and legs go numb sometimes. I mean, I should have taken it to Cirque du Soleil or something. But no, here I am wasting my talent. We should. Wouldn't it be great in the next Halloween movie if Kyle just does splits everywhere? Like her body's just like. Um, Kyle is. Shown wrapped around a stripper pole upside down in 2019. Um, Kyle goes, thank you. Where do I get one of those? Dustin says, it's a website called Gongs Unlimited. And Kyle goes, dongs? D-O-N-G-S? And Dustin goes, yes, gongs. And Kyle goes, oh, gongs. I thought dongs. And then, you know, you know, Pervy's going to speak up. Not dongs unlimited. <laughs> I get so much dick. <laughs> dongs another one for dick. Kyle goes, thanks. Have a great day. And Eric goes, we apologize for being rowdy. And Kyle goes, do you want anything like a, a tea? And Eric goes, thank you. And then Eric in the talking head goes, dongs unlimited. Sounds like something in my porn search. Yeah. I love it. like, duh, yeah, <laughs> drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Something in my porn search. I would love the porn. Like, her porn search is literally like old man taking care of bills. That's her porn search. Like, money given to me for free that wasn't earned. <laughs> Can you put that in a porn hub? Kyle goes, look how cute these little cups are. And Eric goes, oh my God, aren't they so cute, these little bears? There's a bear on a tux holding a martini glass on a coffee mug. And Kyle goes, I have so many questions to ask. How's the dating situation with the same person that you were talking about still going? And Eric goes, um, it's okay. You know, it's more of a friendship than it's a dating thing. We get a flashback to four days ago at Rena's rosé wine tasting. And Eric goes, I'm having lots of sex. And Reed's like, with the same person? Uh-huh. If you have sex with the same person, isn't that considered dating? No, it's considered sex. And back to this scene with Kyle, she goes, very innocent. How is it very innocent if you're having lots of sex? Isn't that a weird choice of words? I'm not saying that sex can't be innocent, uh, especially how I do it. <laughs> a lot of cuddling and we keep a lot of our clothes on. We cut holes out of any, not, not important. We're talking about Beverly Hills. Um, Erica says, uh, very innocent. And Kyle goes, what's his age again? And this is when I was like, Ooh, is it army? Is she going to say, and Erica kind of pause and goes older, you know, that's my jam. <laughs> no, Erica, rich is your jam. Well, and Kyle goes, Tom older. <laughs> like she looks genuinely worried. And Erica goes, no, younger. Younger than Tom, but older than me. I bet he's like one year younger than Tom. 
Kyle goes, it's so funny. Like, I haven't seen you since Diana's, and I feel like I've missed out on so many things. And Erica goes, well, I missed out on that party. Go ahead. Ask away. Kyle goes, oh, I was like, wait, you were there? And Gary goes, I was. Well, can we start with that? Yeah. Garcelle started talking about you and alcohol and drinking. We get a flashback to three weeks ago. Garcelle says, sometimes we just can't be in denial just for the safety of our friendship. And Kyle says, I think I'm ultra sensitive to someone saying, oh, this person is drinking too much because I feel like it labels. It's like almost a label. And that makes me go like, ah, jazz hands. Which, by the way, you know, Kim Richards, her sister, you know, has dealt with alcoholism and all of that stuff. And Erica goes, I'm a little over this whole story being circulated as Erica has a problem. I don't fucking have a problem. I never have had a problem unless you consider a problem taking so many dicks each day. You always realize who your friends are in these moments, you know. And Kyle goes, do you think she's coming from a bad place, Garcelle? Do you think she's coming from a bad place? Do you think Garcelle's coming from a bad place? And Erica's like, not a good place. No, no, no. It's not a good place. I like when Erica, like, looks off into the distance like she's, like, a soothsayer. Like, I've seen the future. It's not good. I'll tell you that, man. It's not good at all. Erica and I talk, and Erica goes, I don't want this. I don't want to be on medication. I don't want to be in this position unless it's doggy style. Woohoo! No, she goes, I don't want to be in this house. I don't want to be anything that I am right now. But you know what? This is where I'm at. And God damn it, I'm fighting my way out of it the best I can, okay? I feel like that was like a threat to the producers. Like she had been there like all day. She's like, stop pushing me. And Erica says, I guess the moral of the story is you can't have a good time in front of some of these people. I love that Erica's like, you can't party with these people. And Kyle's like, is everyone going to be at Dorit's black and gold party? And Erica goes, I think so. I haven't talked to anyone that's not going. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, folks, now is the uh, 
favorite part of the show for me, and that is talking about our sponsors. We have two returning sponsors this week, and I am so excited to re-familiarize you guys with them. Now, remember, if you go check out these products, it really does help out the show, so make sure you listen. There's also uh, a description in the description notes for the podcast that can tell you how to support these products while supporting the podcast. Our first one is our friends over at Babbel. Now, Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L, is just the perfect app to help you speak a different language. Now, if you heard this a month or so ago when I did this, I started to learn to speak Spanish. Now, uh, I want to let you know that the last time I had studied Spanish was in ninth grade at Horizon High School in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, my name was Esteban. So I was Yo Soy Esteban. And uh, I didn't really go further than that, and I always regretted it until now because I have this dream of being able to go somewhere and speak their native language. So why not start with Spanish for me? But for you guys, you can speak anything. So for all of your summer travels, whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and you want to immerse yourself in the culture, now is the perfect time to start Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. My God, that's a lot. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. You guys, this app is so cool because you get to tell it how much you want to study it a day or immerse yourself in a day. If you say, I only want to do 20 minutes a day, they formulate those lessons plans around there. They can make it, it like bite size if you want. And you can listen to them anywhere. You can go on walks with Babbel. You can, I, I go on hikes with Babbel. Uh, if you ever hear a man panting and sweating and going, yo soy Esteban, it's me and Babbel. You can do it on your car anywhere. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI, artificial intelligence, for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. Now, with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, C, French, Italian, and German. Those, that's the, those are biggies. Those are the big ones. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with, and this is huge, you guys, a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. So right now, you guys, this is important. Save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash so bad. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash so bad for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, it's language for life, man. No, but for real, like that is so cool because not only is it cool for adults to do that, but think about doing it with your kids. It is one of the things uh, like that and playing the piano are two things that I wish I kept studying, you know? Like I would be such a badass if I could speak fluent Spanish and play piano like Elton John or Billy Joel. My God. We wouldn't even be talking today if that was the case. So d don't let that happen to you or your kids. You want to be able to 
you know, be Billy Joel one day. So get Babel. Uh, now our second one is our friends. Uh, they've been with us so many times. It's our friends over at Dame. Uh, now this is a sex positive podcast. I truly believe in being able to pleasure yourself in safe and effective ways. And, and we have a primarily female audience and this is the best, uh, one of, if not the best, uh, companies that sell, uh, products like this. So, uh, they sent me two products a long time ago to try. And, uh, the first one we're going to talk about is, uh, Eva. It is a couple's product. Uh, they also have products just that you can use solo, but this is a couple's one. So, uh, they always say, and, and I, I, I agree with this. Let's be honest. Sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. I mean, really, that is ultimately the goal. That's why Dame products designed Eva, the first hands-free vibrator for couples. You can boost pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hands-free toy, Eva, specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body and stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance, not distract, from pleasure. Eva is your sex life's new best friend, so what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you will look forward to. Now, guys, I know we all kind of smile and it's all like goofy and LOL and especially me, I'm like a teenage boy sometimes, but this is stuff that is safe. It's easy to use. And not, even if you're not in a couple, like they, the next one is a, a product called air, which we won't get into, but you can use that by yourself. And I know this is makes you blush and some people don't, but all I ask is you go to their website, go to dameproducts.com. That's D A M E products.com and you can use code so bad today for 15% off site-wide go check out the website is very easy to use it's friendly there's nothing weird about it there is nothing weird about this honestly this is uh, designed by women run by women this is an awesome company that we need to support um, uh, so, uh, also they sent me this amazing sex oil. It's an all, it's all natural. You can use it for a full body massage oil. It's formulated with arousing ingredients. I read the ingredients on the pod the first time they sent this to me and they were, uh, it was nice ingredients. I have not been able to use the sex oil yet. Uh, but I, I look forward to the day when, when I can, but, uh, you guys 15% off. Come on. I know. Come on. Dameproducts.com. Use code so bad, 15% off. Okay. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E 
F-O-O-D-S dot com. And Kyle's like, I'm confused at what it is. Okay, well, it's toothless, not homeless. And Kyle goes, wait, hold on. I can't with the name. And I'm like, Kyle does get, I mean, like, Kyle, I do think Kyle gets, you know, jokes. And Eric is like, the name is wrong. This is wrong. (laughs) Which is rich coming from Erica. Kyle goes, you're not going to forget it. I mean, Eric goes, maybe that was the point. And I don't know if it's going to us and the dentist. By the way, that is truly, I will never forget that name. I will never. I'll never be able to look at my teeth again the same. When I brush my teeth, all I'm thinking about is homeless and toothless. You know what I'm saying? So, sorry, I'm getting stuffed up. Kyle says, I can't with this. I can't. Bring your spare teeth to the party. And Eric's like, oh, shut up, girl. <laughs> and they all laugh and snort. And Eric was like, you're the one who said it first. And Kyle says, I may just have to send a check. And Eric was like, I don't know anything about this. I don't know if that meant like Erica's like, I don't have checks to send, so you better come. Um, It is weird. Like, I do wonder in retrospect how Dorit feels. And at this point, it's got to be like old hat to hear people talk shit about you on this show. Um, But what if Kyle had mocked Dorit's, I mean, what if Dorit had mocked Kyle's children's hospital charity? You know, homeless people definitely do need teeth. I mean, they first off need homes. uh, But like I said earlier, this is a cause. So I don't know. It is one of those things. I think, you know, in my reality, when I heard that, my mind definitely went to the humorous aspect of it, you know, but it doesn't take away the good that it does. So music is playing in this next scene and we're checking on the girls as they get ready for Dorit's event. They're singing music. I can't go back any longer. I can't go live in the future. Crystal's having her hair done. The stylist is like, are you doing a red lip? And Crystal goes, some shade of raid. Honey, what are you going to wear? Rob, the director of The Lion King, uh, is digging through his closet. He's like, there was this gold jacket I was going to buy, but Crystal said no. And Crystal goes, it was the craziest jacket. And the stylist is like, that's nice. The gold tie, it'll work if you have black on black. And Crystal goes, black on black with a gold tie. I prefer white. And the stylist is like, well, Crystal has to look at you all night. So Crystal goes, that's right. We didn't need that scene. That scene yank it at Sutton's house Sutton's FaceTiming Garcelle and it's like are you ready and Garcelle's like oh I'm ready are you ready and Sutton's like I'm ready but if you see me seating next to Lisa Rinna please come and switch seats with me and Garcelle goes you got it and Sutton goes God bless America what an interesting line God but God bless America damn I'm so hot for Sutton right now at Kyle's house she's being glammed up by a makeup artist Katrina and Kyle's like Siri FaceTime Lisa Rinna and Siri's like no I would prefer not to Kyle she is so loud and breaks my speakers no and Siri and the Siri doesn't Siri's like Rina Lisa Rina and then Rinna is like Hello, Gorgie Gorge. Hello. <laughs> Immediately annoying. You can tell Siri's like, fuck. And Kyle's like, are you wearing a wig tonight? Kyle, is the sky blue? Are you kidding me? Does the Pope shit in the woods? Of course he's wearing a wig. You think, <laughs> by the way, did you see that photo this week of Rena and the Yeezy sunglasses? I mean, truly, it's like she's trying to give us nightmares. I truly think she is. Like, I truly think she knows that she looks fucking whacked out. Like, is this Mad Max set in the future? Like, this is so so weird. And Rena goes, um, I say a wig. It's in pieces. Nothing too extraordinary. And Kyle goes, is Harry coming? Harry's not coming because Harry's not going out. You bring in Mal tonight? 
I don't know what that like. Does that mean just because of COVID? Like Harry's not going out. I won't let Harry go out tonight. Rena goes. Uh, so Kyle goes. Yeah. Also, he's really tired too because he got COVID. My whole family got it at the same time. And Rena goes. I was so tired, and I was really foggy too, and I sweat a lot. Well, thank you, Rena. I totally already imagined you sweating. Imagine a big. Big jar of Rena. I I was shouting Rena Rena Rose next to my Rena sweat. <laughs> you can buy some Rena sweat for fifty dollars, and if you're nice, I'll throw in a little Amelia sweat and a little not Amelia sweat. Have the whole fi- you can't get Harry's. You stay away from Harry sweat. Damn it. So uh, Rena saying she's foggy, and Kyle's like, "Well, you're looking good and so pretty and young and fresh as a daisy." What a gigantic sentence of a lie. Uh, a lie of a sentence. And Rena goes, you say all the right words in tangs, Kyle Richards. <laughs> the music gets back in again. You know you only live in once, oh baby, go and get it now. It's very selling sunset. We finally made it to Reitz, where the seating for dinner has been set up, and the caterers are in the kitchen preparing the food. And Piquet's like, where's my bombshell? And Drake goes, where's my baby these kids are just so damn cute i really truly believe they're into each other and big goes wow you look so hot look at those titties well done and then he goes do you like it and he's like showing and drink goes wow we've got our old black and gold thing going on in the decorations and Dreet's like it's like a work of art and Nick, the party planner, goes, well, I picked this linen because I thought it would be like a dress that maybe you could wear. And Dre goes, ooh, I love that. Honey, what dress is that you're wearing? Is it Cavoli? And Dre goes, this is vintage Cavoli. Thank you very much. Beautiful. And Dre goes, hostess with the mostess. Dre and her talking head goes, I love a theme, but I don't like when people put a dress code. That is difficult to achieve. Fuck a dress code. We get a flashback to one year earlier. Dorit goes, I was thinking about having a BBQ in my house. Kyle had a bandaged, broken nose from the Halloween movie. And she's like, okay. And Dorit goes, let's just get dolled up. And then Kathy Hilton whispers to Crystal, I thought this was a barbecue. Uh, when people were arriving to that barbecue. Dorit and I talking to her goes, black and gold is not difficult. I know each and every one of them is going to knock it out of the park. Like, she truly is kind of setting them. It's kind of like a competition, yes. Yes, they will be judged. But I know they are up to the challenge. This is the Hunger Games in Dorit and PK's backyard. Dorit goes, so the girls will arrive, do cocktails, right? And Nick's like, mm-hmm, sit down for dinner around seven. And bear in mind that our surprise is coming at seven, huh? Huh? And I was like, oh, my God, he's literally going to make people do an orgy. And Dorit and I talking to her goes, if I say PK, find me a really good surprise guest. He can pull a rabbit out of a hat. It almost makes me forgive him for all the drunken driving he's been doing through the years. Beep, boop, 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 boop. I do also like that I was like, oh, it's probably just Boy George in like a different wig or something. We had a flashback to 2016 where Dorit is in a scene. Dorit goes, forgive the water damage. I have the ugly curtain to hide it. And Rena goes, really? I like it. And we hear Dorit announce, ladies and gentlemen, culture club with Boy George. And Boy George is like, 
Hi, beautiful people, it's me. Come, 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 Leon. You come and go. Uh, we're back to this, and Nick's like, the lights are going to go on at this point. And BK goes, I can do that. Hey, put old PK in charge of the lights. Hey, it's like when I went to... Put, put old PK in charge of the lights. In fact, I'm just going to open my mouth. Guaranteed spotlight. <laughs> New teeth. Dorico's, why can't someone else do it, Bobs? I can turn the lights off, baby. I turned your lights off last night. Uh, 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 uh. Dorico's, if you mess up my reveal today, mister. <laughs> Dorito and talking dad says, PK thinks dimming the lights is like manual labor. And he's not good at manual labor. I have no confidence right now. None. They demonstrate turning the lights off, which is, truly is a dramatic scene. And Dory goes, okay, so it's like this. Yeah, effectively. That's perfect. The lights go back on. I love the simple thing. Like, hey, yeah. honey, you really turned me on when you knew how to work that light switch. Hey, I told you, you went the right guy, huh? Oh, I'm flipping on light switches right and left. Oh, oh. And then she goes, oh, it's too bright, PK. This is why I'm worried. The anxiety will just... The lights go back off and Dree goes, don't touch the thing, PK. You're scaring me. It's like when you had your Dewey. Call me when the guests arrive. The music singing again. Bling, bling, bling. Goes the diamond on my wrist. Don't care what you're doing. You ain't doing it like this. Rinna's in her car picking up Erica. And she's like, oh, let me see that dress. It's great. And Erica's like, let me get in here. Made it. These are hooker shoes. And Rena goes, they are really good hooker shoes. And I'd like to borrow them. Because <laughs> I'm a hooker. And Erica's like, anytime. Kathy arrives first with a guest at the house. And uh, Dwight says, I've never been here, actually. It's so beautiful. I love this modern farmhouse in an Encino close to Buco de Beppo. And Rico's Kathy, my love. And Kathy's like, hello, Kyle. How are No, it's you, Dorit. Wow, this is gorgeous. Happy New Year. Here's the tequila you like. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. This is that. Here's the... <laughs> Here's the well tequila you like. Dwight got this for you. So good to see you. And PK to Dwight goes, blast from the past. How are you? And Kathy goes, you know Dwight, PK. Of course I know Dwight. Dorit and a talking head goes, we know Dwight from a former friend. Flashback to 2015. Dwight has seen at Lisa Vanderpump's Villa Rosa pushing Ken into the swimming pool in a white tux. And it looks like Ken took a hard hit in a shallow part of the pool. You know, listen, Dwight is the man that almost killed uh, Ken during an episode. Dorit and I talking there goes, needless to say, Dwight is no longer friends with that former friend. PK goes, so Dwight, you finally came back into the PK Dorit fold. You finally came back to the winning team. I listen, PK and Dorit, I really love PK. I truly do love them. But come on. There's not even Ken and Lisa. To, it's not, we're not even in the same ballpark. Dwight goes, it's good to be here. And Kathy goes, everything is so beautiful. Uh, we find out Kathy is talking to a tree when she says that. She was literally having a conversation with the tree. Uh, we're looking at the place cards on the table. And Kathy goes, oh, Deanne's coming tonight. And PK goes, that's Diana. And Kathy goes, I love the font. And walks off. <laughs> Such an idiot. Uh, Deanne, I mean, Diana arrives. Dorit goes, hello. And Diana goes, 
this gold enough for you? And PK goes, it's gold. And Diana goes, I thought I looked like a pirate's dream. Treasure chest. She literally is wearing just bars of actual gold around her. It's very hard for her to walk. It was very painful for me to watch this scene. Kathy goes, I love it. Where's Where's your boyfriend? I love Kathy's like, where's your little guy, your little child, your child bride? Uh, Diana goes, he's filming a concert, a live virtual something. So it's very complicated. He's probably just at the Hollywood Bowl watching a concert. Kathy goes, he's so talented. Very talented. I don't, I didn't know what to expect. Nine times out of ten. And Diana goes, you couldn't, and you started, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like two dimwits just, like, talking to each other, but I think they're understanding each other. And I think what she means is, like, I didn't know to expect something good. Like, nine times out of ten, I see something bad, usually with, like, per- weird performances like that. And Diana's like, yeah, of course. And then, you know, he gets started, and it's good. I don't know. Kathy goes, a disaster. And it's like, oh. No, somebody help. Ha ha. Still in the foreign language that they're speaking to each other. In their car, Erica, we're in that car again, and she's with Rena, and they're both adding more makeup onto really heavily made up faces. And uh, Erica's like, Well, this should be fun. And Rena goes, I took took a shot of tequila. (laughs) And Erica's like, I'm going to help you out at this party. And Rena goes, I'm not going to be that fucked up. And Erica cacks, like, <laughs> Rena goes, these stairs are very challenging for me in my dress because I'm a literal demon and it's hard for me because my tail flops on the stairs because I have this little side thing and a little doodle do. And Erica's like, this dress is too short, too tight, and these heels. Why did you wear it then, Erica? Literally, <laughs> like, shut the fuck Like, you do, like, li- listen, you. You know, put on the tracksuit again. What? Rena goes, oh, my God, this is gorgeous. She's in the house. Rena's just doing her full-on, like, she's at a a 15 already. They're all doing the girl thing where they all kiss and, you know, like, oh, my God, you look amazing. No, you look amazing. No, you look amazing. And that takes, like, a whole hour or some shit like that. Um, Sorry to be, you know, negative about it, but it just does take a very long time when these people do this. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, Rena goes, Kathy, I've missed you so much. And Erica to Diana goes, you look wonderful. Kathy to Rena, well, you look wet. <laughs> and Rena goes, I look wet. And PK's like, look how well you match your table. And Rena always half yelling goes, I love it. I look wet. Gorgeous. Kathy goes, doesn't she? It's so beautiful. Rob and Crystal arrive. Rob, uh, the director of The Lion King. Uh, Rob goes, this could be the Met Gala, huh? And Crystal goes, I would not wear this to the Met. Uh, I do like Rob. He seems like a genuinely good dude. And they probably, they seem to have a very solid relationship, which I always love. And it must, I, I use the word, it must be a hoot for Rob to go to these things. I think he probably genuinely gets a kick out of it. And I do like Rob's old kind of style. I like that he's like, I'm a nerd, but I'm a classy nerd. You know, I'm cool. Like I would like, if I had money, I don't think I would just necessarily like him, but I would have the spirit of that. And uh, PK to Rob goes, fun night. How are you, buddy? PK always trying to pal around with the guys. Dorita Crystal, how are you? You look beautiful. PK goes, you look very elegant. And Rob goes, Thank you. Sydney Grossman, the charity representative, arrives. And Dorit goes, oh, I'm so happy to see you guys. And Sydney's like, thank you so much for having us. My dad is very sad that he can't be here. And Dorit's like, you have no idea how uh, upset I am that your dad's not here, Sydney. Dorit and her talking dad goes, 
Dr. J. Grossman has done so much for Toothless, not Homeless, and he's poured his heart and soul into it. He's also a real character. We get a flashback to a conversation with Dr. Grossman a week earlier, and he's like, so, um, I, uh, <laughs> I have a few more kids than you. And Drake goes, so you have how many? And Dr. Grossman goes, I'm up to nine. And Drake goes, you're not up to nine. And Dr. Grossman goes, I did a 23 in me. And then it said, do you want to share your DNA? And I go, yeah. And then six kids showed up that I did not have with my wife. And Drake goes, oh my God, you were a sperm donor. Which I was like, oh, oh my God, you're a cheater. Dr. Grossman goes, so apparently I donated a lot. But I mean, truly, this was such a weird little thing because it didn't seem like he was... I, I don't know what was real and what... Anyways, Kathy now is talking with Sydney, the representative, and Kathy's like, appearance, unfortunately, is very important. They're talking teeth, folks. They're talking turkey. And Sydney's like, yeah, it gives them more confidence. And Kathy goes, and uh, it's, hard, it's hard to talk without teeth. Damn it, Kathy. Sometimes I call you dim-witted, but that is... You knocked it out of the park. It is, it is hard to talk without teeth, Kathy. Damn it. People need to stop calling this lady an idiot. It truly, she nailed it. It, it's, it is hard to talk without teeth. Mauricio and Kyle arrive, and Mauricio's like, "Oh, I remember. Ah, yeah, I remember this. I brought, I, I, I bought this for you, didn't I? It's all, all gold chain bag that Kyle's bringing in." And Kyle's like, "You did." And Mauricio's like, "I picked that one myself." And Kyle's like, "You did. Where's your gold?" And Mauricio goes, "Uh." I'm going to get it from PK, man. You would tell he's so fucking blazed. He's stoned. Um, uh, Juliana writes a note. It's called Acapulco Gold, popular in the 60s in oldie but a goodie. I think she means the gold chain bag. Was Acapulco Gold or is that the color of the gold? Anyways, Mauricio goes, PK said he got me a present. And Kyle's like, he really loves you. I do. Like, I wish I got more gifts from men. That are like that I know, like not just rant, like not strange men, like but just you know, I wish my friends that are men would give me get. Like we don't though, we get like we bring meat. Like I was over at my buddy Nick's house the other night for my buddy's birthday. It was just like three guys that we hadn't seen each other, you know, in a while, and he barbecued meat and like so we, you know, and I was like that's cool, like we exchange meat, but that's love. Meat is love, I guess. I don't know who knows. Um, Sydney goes, this is a very special treat for us. It means a lot to our family. And Dory goes, this is important, you guys. And Sydney's like, I appreciate it. You know, it does mean a lot to our family. She just said, and Dory goes, yeah. Hellos to Kyle and Mauricio with Dorit and PK. And Mauricio's like, you look beautiful. And she's like, thank you, my little love bug. Ooh. Servers are passing trays. They're offering pigs and blankets, which are just hot dogs wrapped in a pastry. And Rena goes, you're from Craig's? Ooh, just proceeds. Craig's, by the way, is that fancy restaurant. Not it's that popular restaurant that everybody all page six, like everybody goes there to get like their photos taken outside. It's good food. It really, it's good, but it's not like, like, it's not like, holy, like it's, you know, it's food. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. No, I, I, it is good, but you know, it's like, it's what it is. Rena goes, here from Craig's and PK goes, Mao, this is for you, buddy. And Mao's like, thank you so much, bro. And he hands him a black belt with a round gold medallion on it. And PK's like, Goyle, I bought him a present. That's your new favorite belt right there. 
daddies. And Matt was like, I love it. And Kyle's like, that's so cute. And Kyle and I talking to that goes, why is my husband getting gifts from PK? I think PK has been married to Dorit way too long. Now he's whipping out the Versace belts. Also, like, I sometimes feel like, do you think they're like sometimes buttering up Mauricio and Kyle? Like a Versace belt? Really? Like we're in Versace belt territory? Like the belt, like a Versace belt has got to be like $1,000 at least, right? Rob goes to PK, have you been to Vegas lately? He goes, I have. I went to Lionel's. And he goes, Richie's opening. By the way, Medita Lopez loves Lionel Richie. I love like me, my, my, me and my parents went to see Lionel Richie at the Hollywood Bowl years ago and had a blast. And uh, PK goes, when I got pulled for the DUR, I had dinner with Lionel and John Legend that night. And Erica's like, oh, shit. Like Erica perks up. My nipples are hot. You said famous people. Wait, I'm confused. This must have been a different night because have you been to Vegas lately? He goes, I have. I went to Lionel's Richie's opening. This must be then when Lionel was in Los Angeles because that's where he got his DUI. It just got to, I don't know. So PK goes, the policeman said, where you been? And I said, out to dinner. He said, with who? I said, John Legend and Lionel Richie. <laughs> and Erica goes, he must have thought you were an asshole. He must have thought I was a name dropper. And Erica's like, do you know what I mean? You were an asshole. Shut up, Erica. And Erica's like, PK goes, so that wasn't a great start. And then the whole thing went from bad to worse. So the real lesson is, if you think you're okay, you may not be. It's a little less, a little PK lesson from me to you. And Rob goes, yeah. And Erica <laughs> stares into the distance and goes, huh. Like she has like this realization. I don't think she actually had a realization, but it was this moment she's like, huh. Like I, like people were like, oh, that's a realization. But I think truly it was just like, do I got a thing of shit? <laughs> I think she was just deep in her own hat. Huh. Sutton's now arriving. And Sutton's like, oh, steps. This is when you really miss a man. And I didn't know what that meant. Does that mean like to step on? Like, uh, I miss stepping on men to get in the doors. Or does she mean like she would like get like a piggyback like from men? Like, well, sometimes I like to hop on a man's back when I got stairs to go up to. And by the way, Sutton, fuck, jump on my back. I've been with a trainer and... I think we're deadlifting tomorrow, and I just want to assure you my deadlift has gotten pretty good in a short amount of time. Not bragging, but I kind of have. PK goes, Oi, Sutton, welcome, my love. And Sutton hands this gift. Sutton goes, Well, this is olive oil and oregano. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. And Sutton's like, Well, it's actually for the chef. And PK goes, For the chef? Do you want it on your food tonight? And Sutton's like, No, I'm pointing the door. <laughs> no. Sutton's like, no, I see, I see, I'm pointing to Dorit. Rena yells from across the room, Hi, Sutton, how are ya? And Sutton's like, oh, gosh, oh, my God, oh, I'm good, I'm good. They do that for my Sutton in the talking head goes, Lisa, Lisa said, you know, Lisa, and she can't let it go, you know, but what's she gonna do? Tell me to get the F out of Dorit's house? Sutton to Diana goes, why well, I haven't seen you. I know, out of action. Remember, it was a long time, right? When was the last time everyone was together? Like six weeks, I think. And Diana goes, And even tonight, I don't think Cherie's coming. Rena goes, Well, right, because Cherie got COVID. Wow, the COVID really got passed around this cast. Dr. Salah and his wife are arriving. 
Uh, Dorit goes, thank you for coming. Garcelle arrives. Kyle hugs her at the door. Goes, oh, Garcelle. And Garcelle goes, oh, I know. It's been forever. And Ray goes, hi, Garcelle. From across the room, Garcelle blows air kisses and then does a jack-off motion. <laughs> Rena goes, gorgeous. Kyle goes, Erica, I cannot get over those shoes you're wearing tonight. And Erica's like, so here's the thing. She always does. Here's the thing. We need a super cut of the here's the thing, Bravo editors. Rena goes, hooker shoes are my favorite. And Rena goes, these are like 15 years old. PK goes, they look nice, the ladies, don't they? This is a separate scene with Mauricio and PK. They're they're like, they look nice, the ladies, don't they? And Mauricio's like, Dorit's dress is beautiful. Erica's dress is short. And PK's like, hey, who wins? And Mauricio goes, my wife. (laughs) And PK goes, don't think so, old chap. If we had to take the wives out of the who wins, who wins? I love that he's like, hey, who would you fuck, Mo? Huh? Hey, is there any of these ladies you'd like to bang a little bit of hoo-hoo together? Huh? We little do a, a little sh- uh, shock and jive? Huh? I put a little PK and Mo into one of these ladies. One of these not spoken for ladies. Get a little hoo-hoo. Um, and, sorry, Mauricio goes, your wife. Dude, I know they probably do partner swap. And PK goes, no. Both wives are out of this game. And Mauricio goes, so I have to pick anybody but my wife or your wife? And PK goes, after three. One, two, three. And they go, Rarica. And PK goes, oh, you went Rena, huh? And Mauricio goes, there you go. So PK went for Erica and Mauricio went for Rena. so troubling like that's so gross like i don't know like did, was that like a pity fight like was that a pity like you know thing because i it's just it's so confusing Mauricio. come on man but what a weird game to play when you know you're on tv Dorit goes i was telling garcelle we have this friend and he's our tax accountant and he's a successful charming man and there's like is this garcelle's new husband and garcelle goes yeah apparently he <laughs> He's like debonair. He dresses so nice. He's charming. He's so smart. There's no buts. Garcelle's like, what's the problem? There's no problem. He's not coming, Garcelle, Kyle says. Everybody's like, ah, ha, ha. Garcelle and talking to goes, Dorit has been mentioning this guy for about a year now. We get a flashback to one year earlier. Dorit goes, I got to talk to you about Don. He's 60. But he doesn't look 60. And Garcelle goes, okay. We get a flashback to five days earlier. Dorit goes, I have a friend and he's into you. Garcelle and Atagane goes, why hasn't he reached out in a year? And Dorit and Atagane goes, people don't know this about me, but I'm actually like a really good matchmaker. Beep, 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 beep. Eric and Atagane goes, she's trying to set me up with something that hasn't come through yet. I really need it. Dorit and Atagane goes, it's like... This secret superpower I have. Erica and Atagna goes, let's just see. I mean, I do like nerds. <laughs> we know, Erica. Dorit goes, so he's really excited, Garcelle. And I thought, listen, there's no pressure. But then he got COVID. I bet this is the same dude that uh, it's like the one that uh, supposedly Khloe Kardashian was with, the financial advisor. He just got out of a relationship with Khloe Kardashian, Garcelle. Dorit goes, he was dying to be here. 
and now he's just dying. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. Uh, Dorigo, so anyways, he's in great shape. He's a handsome man. He's really charming. He's lovely. Kyle goes, you've really been looking at him a lot, Dorit. And Garcia goes, PK, are you aware? And PK's like, I want to fuck Erica, huh? Give her a little, ooh. <laughs> Mason goes, dude, you're getting muscular to PK. And PK's like, no, I'm not. Why are you saying that? And he's like, because you are. And he goes, oh, you're being funny. But seriously, welcome to the gun show. Boom, boom. Um, Nick goes, ladies, I'd like to invite you to sit for dinner if you don't mind. Or he goes, okay, let's do it. Everyone finds their place cards and sits. Kathy goes, I love these place cards. Rena screams across the, they, like, it's a small, like, but the tables are like, like 20 feet apart, right? Like, and Rena sits down and goes, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. And Kathy's like, hello. And Garcelle's like, hi, Rena. And the guests are getting served chicken parm, you guys. And when he goes, chicken parm, yum, 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 And everyone's like, oh my God, I love chicken parm. And when he goes, and key lime pie. And Erica goes, yeah. And when he goes, yay. Oh, I love it. It's a great idea. It's great. It's like, do you guys on Coke? Like, what the fuck? Like, I love chicken parm and key lime pie too, but I don't fucking whack off about it. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, you are upsetting every, like, it's like, it was so, Oh, big. And it's like, all right, Rena's big. And she's like, chicken parm. Like, Rena, you barely eat your food to begin with. And you all of a sudden, you like love one of the heaviest. Anywho. Um, then Tweedledum and Dipshit sit, you know, they're sitting next together, Erica and Rena. And uh, <laughs> Erica goes, I can have one cocktail. What should I have? You know, because she's watching what she drinks now. And Rena goes, you said the champagne was very strong. So maybe you should have a cocktail cocktail. Okay. Champagne great, right? I've always known hard alcohol to be stronger than champagne. Listen, I totally could be wrong. And you guys, I'm sure, will let me know if I am wrong. I like Rena's like... Maybe get a tall glass of vodka. Hey. Um, but she said it in this weird way. She's like, you said the champagne was very strong. So maybe you should have a cocktail cocktail. Go back and watch it. She says it's so soft. And Eric goes, yeah, maybe I'll have a vodka soda. Um, Juliana left a note in here. Is champagne stronger than vodka? Due to the bubble, champagne may make you feel drunker after one glass. But one glass is equal to one shot of vodka in potency. Thank you, Juliana. Bow, bow, bow. Rinna, the mimicker, goes, why don't you have a vodka soda? And Eric's like, okay, well, I'll try one. And Rinna goes, try one, and we'll see. And Eric goes like, and we'll go slow, and that's it. What weird scene? Uh, what? What? Are we, who are we doing this for? Like, it was such a weird scene, and it was like one of those like scratch your back, I'll scratch mine like scenes of like, uh, Erica, let's do a little drink thing tonight, so the audience thinks she, you're under control. <laughs> I slip you drinks in the bathroom. <laughs> so, anyways, um, Garcelle and Tagnia goes, I because the ladies are watching this whole conversation. He goes. I saw Erica at the wine tasting and she was like borderline, but she didn't drink too much. So let's see tonight. It's a dinner, an open bar. Let's see what happens. The glasses are ring-a-ling-lingin and Dorit goes, hello, everyone. Hello. And Rene goes, hi, Dorit. And Dorit goes, hello, Lisa Ritter. 
I really wanted to introduce, introduce you to a charity that I've been working on over a few years. It's got a really special place in my heart. I've been trying for about a year now to have a beautiful gala and some wonderful auction items. But then, of course, we had the surge in COVID and I had to scale back. So I thought at the very least it's an opportunity for me to be able to introduce the charity to you guys. The charity is Toothless Not Homeless. As I've told you, wouldn't you have loved to have seen a huge Toothless Not Homeless gala with signage saying Toothless Not Homeless? By the way, can somebody find out for me if they have a Toothless Not Homeless charity shirt? Because, I mean, it could go to a good cause. Meditza, maybe we need to make... No, that's too mean. But maybe we could make a shirt and then donate the profits to homeless people. Like, maybe that would be cool. But, you know, it's screaming for merchandise. And Dorit, what an interesting... Dorit really loves weird merchandise. I mean, oh, chic. Ooh, a bird chime. Chic. Uh, Kathy Kathy goes, what's it called? And Dorit goes, homeless, not toothless. I do want to point out on Watch What Happens Live last night, Kathy said it was homeless and toothless. You know, the charity, homeless and toothless. Um, and Kathy, so Dorit goes, homeless, not toothless. And Kathy goes, that's great. That's a great name. And Kyle's eyes get big and she's suppressing a laugh. And Mauricio isn't really holding back and smiles. That's what I'm telling you, man. This is exactly the kind of, that's great. What a great name. Very beautiful name. Dorit goes, homeless, not toothless is continuing to grow. Dr. Sam Salah is a cosmetic dentist in Beverly Hills. And he's so very generously offered to donate an entire smile. By the way, but it's not like maybe we should donate like four half smiles. Like, I mean, maybe they don't need full. I don't know. It was, Erica's like, wow. And Dory goes, those go for quite a pretty penny. Diana and I talking to her goes, when I was in my 20s, I depended on a charity to remove the wisdom teeth. It's really full circle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dricos, um, it is people like you, Boop, who has really helped this organization grow. And Diana then in a talking head goes, Weirdly, now I actually grew second pair of wisdom teeth. Like a great white shark, yeah? Did Diana just admit she's a demon? Like, the only people I know that can go full set their teeth back are demons. Like, what the fuck are you talking? Diana, what the I am a plastic surgeon make a new pair of molars because I missed my more. I missed my... I missed my wisdom teeth so much that I had to make, make more. And then I had to take those out too. <laughs> and then Asher's like, we got a girl with two sets of wisdom teeth, but not a lot of wisdom. Can I have a thousand dollars? So Dorico's bon appetit, everyone. We're going to have a lovely evening. Thank you, ladies. And PK goes, well done, Sam. By the way, is a vegan alternative if anyone wants one. Garcelle to the doctor says, I have two 14-year-olds and my older one is 30. And doctor's like, oh, 30, that's incredible. And Garcelle says, and I've had no Botox, I'll have you know. And Dr. Sella goes, black don't crack. And, and Garcelle laughs. That's right. Yeah, Sam, that's right. And Garcelle goes, keep drinking. Rina hollers to no one. Cheers to that. Woo! She is very loud, like louder than Rina usually is. Like, you know what I'm saying? She There is something off. And Kyle goes, the night at the wine tasting, Sutton goes, yeah. Well, 
what I had heard from Erica was that Rena said, get the fuck out of my house. And Garceau goes, yeah, she did. Flashback to Kyle and Erica a day earlier. Kyle saying to Kyle saying, so you're saying Rena told Sutton to fuck off and get the fuck out of her house. And Erica goes, both. Did Sutton leave? No. <laughs> and then Kyle says, but Rena said, oh, no, I didn't say that. I said, maybe you should leave. So Rena already said, like, and we go flat. Of course, we're going to a flashback to her actually saying that. Get the fuck out of my house. I just love when people like, no, of course you, you Rena, why lie when you know it was filmed? She's like, no, I, I said, maybe you should leave. And Garcia's like, oh, no, 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 no. We get a flashback to five hours earlier. Rena's on FaceTime with Kyle. Goes, I did not say get the fuck out of my house. She wasn't doing and saying the things that I wanted. And I remember just saying, well, then you should leave. <laughs> I was very calm about it. I was very cool, collected. Very cool. Kyle laughs really hard and goes, she wasn't doing anything. Doing and saying what I wanted. And Rena goes, <laughs> and Kyle's like, she said, she said all these things. She wasn't serious because you didn't leave. It was no big deal. Sutton to Garcelle goes, well, I don't want to talk about it at the dinner table. We got it with a toothless and homeless event. You know, not in front of these good people. You don't do that. And Kyle's like, Dorit. And Dorit's like, yeah, baby. When Rena told Sutton to leave, did she say get out of my house? Or did she say get the fuck out of my house? And Dorit goes, get the fuck out of my house. And Kyle's like, oh, Rena said it didn't happen like that. I mean, this is what I'm talking I mean, what a messy shit-stirring thing. And I almost hope that producers make these ladies say things like this. I hope this truly wasn't Kyle uh, doing this herself because it truly is kind of shitty, especially at a charity. I mean, especially at this kind of charity event, you know? So uh, Sutton to Garcelle was, well... You know, sorry. So Kyle goes, sorry, I'm, miss, I'm having a stroke. Garcelle in a talking head says, she just said she doesn't want to talk about it. Why do you keep bringing it up? This is a talking head. Kyle is always ready to throw Sutton under the bus. And Kyle yells, Rena! And Rena yells back, yeah, Kyle! And Kyle's like, according to other people, you said, and sounds like, well, it's a great way to do this conversation. Uh, Kyle, you know, really, truly can be an asshole. And this is why no one will leave Sutton alone because Kyle keeps bringing shit up every episode. Kyle goes, you said, get the fuck out of my house. And Randy goes, I did not say the word fuck. And Sutton turns her head to Garcelle in disbelief. We get a flashback to that exact moment five days earlier. And you know what? Fuck you. Get out of my fucking ass. If you're going to talk like this, you leave. And Rene goes, I didn't. And Sutton's like, well, yes, you did. And Mauricio goes, Rena, I wasn't even there, but I know you said the word fuck. And PK's like, yeah, I was going to say. And Kyle's like, ha, such an asshole to Mauricio. And Rene goes, I must have been frustrated with you. And I probably said to get the fuck out of my house. I don't remember saying fuck. Was it brutal? I was on Erica's SSRIs. I was on Erica's Lecture Pro. It helps you. You don't You don't remember things. That's what it is. And Garcelle goes, yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, I love, like, do they finish these scenes and then they get, like, one at a time taken out of the house? Like, you don't forget shit like that. You talk about it on the way out of, like, oh, I'm sorry. I said fuck. I feel crazy. You know? It's so weird. Like, how do you not remember? I don't know. Anyways. Um, Sutton goes, well, when I said you were speaking out of both sides of your mouth. And when he goes, oh, but who would like that? And Kyle or Erica goes, nobody won. And Sutton's like, well, no, you didn't like that. I think that our issue could be put to bed. And Mauricio goes, well, I don't think your issue will ever be put to bed. And Rena's like, no, it could be. 
It could be. Kyle whacks Mauricio on the arm to butt out. And is like, it's actually Mauricio. The fact that you didn't go up and apologize to my husband when you had a chance. And Seton's like, when he's leading the wine tasting, you wanted me to go up and apologize. I'm going to whipping that rosé around in her hand. And I said, by the way. And Seton's like, by the way, I sent Harry a very thoughtful text. And Rena's like, no, you didn't. And Seton's like, oh, I do believe I did. And Rena's like, he said you did not respond to him. And Sutton is just staring in disbelief at Sutton's stare with the blinking. And she's like, okay. Sutton in a talking head goes, my text to Hera Hamlin. And she puts on her readers. You know it's serious when Sutton puts on glass. She goes, I said, happy birthday, Harry. Thank you again for including me last night. I wanted to keep the evening about celebrating you and your wine. I did not have a chance to express my apology for causing any embarrassment. This was never my intent. Sometimes miscommunication can wreak havoc with sincerity Sutton established 1971 and then I put a little kissy kissy kitty cat face and a little heart man I would kill to get an emoji from Sutton oh my god that would be so cool Rena goes if you want to make this go away you make a public apology and you say I'm so sorry I Rena what the fuck should she go on the news, Rena? Should she maybe CNN, MSNBC, maybe even Fox News? Would that would that work? Would wait? What about a skywriting kind of a jam? Like, what if we did like one of those planes that does a skywriting? I'm sorry, Harry. Like, what the? Who are you? Like, literally, who do you think you are? And also, I want to point out she's wearing the gold dress that Mary Cosby wore at the reunion for Salt Lake this past season. Like, who or like the for, who the fuck are you? Like, gross. Like, public apologies. You're on a TV show. Do you, like, it is public, you fucking idiot. And so it's like, well, I have to play by your rules. Do what you say. And this is really embarrassing because the doctor and his wife are witnessing this. The daughters are witnessing this. The assistants. And it's like, they're all kind of just looking down. They're like, oh my God. And Rinna's like, shutting. Why don't you do what you do in the first place, Sutton? Why? And Sutton's like, Lisa Renner's rule book. Let me see. And Renner's like, Sutton. And Sutton's like, do what she says. Then it goes away. And Renner's like, Sutton, Sutton. And Sutton's like, the end. It's a very short book. That's a really, I mean, she nailed it. Do what I say. You got to do what I say. That's Renner's rule book. I mean, truly, Sutton, step into your light, into your power, girl. I'm so proud of you because this is a bully. This is what you call a bully, and she's not getting her way. Now, in acting, when a scene like this happens, if this was written out, you would say, okay, Rena's losing. Sutton's making points, even though Sutton's kind of embarrassing for playing along with this, too, because it's where it's at at this charity event. But she's winning. So if you're an actor... You think about characters, you think about human behavior, and human behaviors, when they're not winning, you choose a different tactic. You switch lanes. I can't do this, so I got to go over here. And that's, I believe, what Rena does right here. Could be wrong. I've been wrong so many times, I'll be wrong so many times more. But that, I'm not saying completely fake, but I'm saying she saw that it wasn't working. She read the faces. I remember Rena is an actor. I mean, not a good one, but she is one. She was a working actor, a soap opera actor, all of that stuff. 
And uh, the whole table is just silent now, watching. And Crystal and talking head goes, we're not alone. There's other people here, including my friends, who are totally freaking out and texting me, what the fuck is going on? And we see, like, so, you know, and the doctor saw his wife's like, I'm totally mortified right now. And Nick, the party planner, whispers to Dorit, we have to go into the show because she's ready. And Dorit's like, okay, um, all done, all done. You're done. And Rena's like, then you'll do what? What will you do, Sutton? And Sutton's like, well, maybe I'll tell the story about the way you treated Garcelle. And Rena's totally screaming, maybe I'll do what? Why is it your fucking problem and not Garcelle's? This is all still over Elton John's fucking stupid fundraiser. Which is another fundraiser, Rena. You've now embarrassed yourself at two fundraisers, you fucking dork. Let the mouse go. I'm being very firm. I've got to teach you. I'm being Brittany in the car with her kids who are being spoiled. You, Jaden, you've got to listen to me, Jaden. So Rena's just like fully lost it. You know, fuck. Yeah, and you know, she's saying fuck all over the time. So Mauricio was right. Of course she said fuck. And Drew goes, hold on, hold on, people, Bobby, hold on, guys. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry, sorry. Come on, come on. And Rue's like, if you're going to make me do this across a fucking cable, I'll do it. Like, she looks ready to cut people. And Drew's like, guys, guys, put a pin in it just for a minute. And Rue's like, who started this? And Sutton's like, Kyle. And Gus is like, Kyle. And Kyle smiles. She's like, and Rue goes, fuck you. <laughs> and Kyle and I talking to her goes, I just wanted to know if there's still issues between Rena and Sutton. Are they okay right now? Or are they just sweeping it under the rug again? And Kyle's like, you told me two different stories. And Rena's like, fuck you. Kyle's laughing very hard, like an asshole. Uh, that's why I truly believe Kyle doesn't really have her heart in this. Like, she's not personally involved in this season. Kyle in a talking head says, but this is starting to escalate in a very uncomfortable situation that you started. We're not at Amsterdam level yet. We get a flashback to the famous Amsterdam 2014, where she breaks the glass. You never go near my husband, Harry Hamlin. And Kim goes, everybody will know. And Rinna throws her glass and it shatters. Do you fucking understand that? And Kim goes, everybody knows. Kyle in a talking head goes, but we could be getting there. Suddenly the lights go very bright. PK has opened his mouth. No, no. Uh, and Erica's like, oh, no. And Kyle's like, fuck off with this lighting. And Erica's like, it's time to go home. Pawning over. And Drew goes, I told you, PK. I just told you. You didn't know how to turn on a fucking light. PK was trying to control the light from the app on his phone. The lights go back down to dark. And Drew goes, sheesh. And Erica's like, what? What is it? What is happening? Is it Asha? Do you need me to sing again with Asha? And Kyle's like, no way. You are lying to me. And we see, uh, the you know, bring in this lady from the side. And uh, in walks the one and only Melissa Etheridge. Uh, Juliana pointed out that she was right. She did text me that she thought it was Melissa Etheridge. I thought it was some like eighties guy. Like there was like the lead singer, a foreigner or something. Cause I just was trying to think of, you know, Kyle loves this certain time period of music. I guess we all love our time period of music. And that was Kyle's and Erica is screaming. No way. No way. And you can just tell him like, do I need to get up? Do you want me to come to my window, Melissa? And Kyle's like, you're lying to me. You're lying to me. No way. And Kathy's like, who the hell is that? 
And Kyle goes, it's Melissa Etheridge. It's Melissa. It's Melissa Etheridge. It was such a weird way to say And Melissa begins to play. To reach you. And so sudden go well this is my girl crush this is my girl crush which then i was like fuck yeah dude melissa get on sutton dude like i know i'm in love with her but you could you know take her take her hey we could be me and me and you melissa we're like pk and mauricio i'm like hey which one of these ladies melissa do you want huh huh hey why don't you give sutton a ride huh huh <laughs> that would be an amazing episode and melissa's like Sutton, how are you? And she's like, well, I'll say, I'll say. Do you want to come home with me? Do you want to come to my window? And Kathy's like, was she hiding under there the whole time? Because <laughs> they had her in this back area, which is just so funny, Melissa. It is so funny to think that Melissa, like, how long was she waiting back there? And did she hear that entire fight? Like, what a weird way. And Melissa, I will dial the numbers, just listen to your breath. Kyle was like, yanking her hair out. Erica's like, yeah. And I'm shocked we don't hear Rena in this at all. Like, you don't know how far I'd go just to reach you, oh, to reach you. Come to my window. Crawling that way, and a light of the moon. Come to my window, I'll be home soon. I do love that song, actually. I do like Melissa Etheridge. Uh, Garcelle goes, you should take a picture with her. And Sutton's like, after I just yelled like that, that's not good manners. And Garcelle goes, she doesn't know it came from you. Garcelle and I talking to her goes, Rena was just screaming at the top of her lungs, where was Melissa Etheridge all this time while waiting to come on? That is not a good look for us. You can dress us up, but you can't take us out, that's for sure. <laughs> Dorit, Kyle, PK, and Mauricio are standing and hugging and singing. PK's like, Mo, huh? Come to my window. Oh, oh, oh. Um... Everybody cheers and claps and yells, play it again, play it again. PK goes in the mic. He's like, I'm ridiculously honored to have an icon like Melissa here. I work very closely with Primary Wave. And they manage Melissa and asked for me to say their name on a national TV show. And when she agreed to come here, I was like, Melissa is going to come to our house. We decided to keep it secret. We are talking about two-time Grammy winner Melissa Etheridge. Thank you so much. And Melissa's like, thank you so much. And she leaves the stage. Very bizarre, but cool. And I'm telling you, rich people get shit like that, man. Like, all of a sudden, just Melissa Etheridge shows up. Cool. Um, Crystal calls the... Uh, Crystal goes... Oh, so Crystal goes, wait, can we get a picture? Can I get a picture with Melissa? Crystal and I talking to goes, this is the power of Melissa Etheridge. She managed to get Sutton and Rena to stop fighting. I mean, how many encores can we get from this woman? Crystal calls all the girls over so they can get a group picture with Melissa. I, you know, I do love to think of Melissa. Dude, I used to have, like, Melissa, and I think I've said this on the show before, Melissa and Katie Lang were, like, two singers that I love, and they're both lesbians. And I was like, I've said this before, like, those girls, I feel, could turn girls like that. Like, I would never want to compete with either Katie Lang or Melissa Etheridge. I'm not even saying that in a joking way. Because you know Melissa's got BDE, dude. Like, you know. Which, by the way, now that I'm thinking of that, maybe Kim will go for a woman next. That would be an interesting kind of, you know, beat Kendall to it. Um, and Katie Lang, I just feel like they like they know how to be smooth like that. Like, you know, I just have a feel. Like, I just have a, I don't even feel like I've hurt, like, they t- anyways anywho anywho i'm off topic this whole show 
guests uh, sit back down at the table. They're brilliant, beautiful. And PK's like, you can continue arguing now, ladies. And Sud's like, well, now I'm not even mad at you anymore. And Rena's like, I know. Who cares? I'm sorry. Let's just move on. This, to me, was such an awkward, like such a weird 360, 180, or whatever you want to call it, that it reminded me of Real Housewives of New York. That's how these ladies maybe have been on the show too long, where we're getting, like, reverse anger. Like, I'm good now. And I'm like, you just almost killed her a second ago. And Sutton's like, well, what do you want from me, Rena? And Rena's like, well, you know what? We're done. I don't want to have this with you anymore. My mom's stuff from her house came to me today. And Sutton blows. We're like, ooh. And Rena and I goes, my mom's things arrived. There's everything from my childhood photos and her jewelry. And it's really, really heavy. And we see some of that stuff. And that has to be just horrible. And Sutton's like, well, now listen. I can't do this anymore. Because, well, I don't want you to. And Kathy's like, I can't hear. And Rena's like, you can't hear, Kathy. If you want to hear, you come over here. And she's like, all giddy now. Yeah, I, I want attention. And Kathy's like, well, I just want to know what's going on. I'll tell you exactly what's going on. My mom just died two months ago. Her stuff came to me today, okay? And I don't want to fight with Sutton. It's not what it's about. My pain is not about Sutton. And so we're going to let that go now. I have a lot of anger and feelings about a lot of things in my life. I'm in a lot of pain, and I realize I'm doing the best I can. I'm sorry to do this. I'm trying to figure out how to live without my mom, and I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I'm doing the best I can. If you read that without seeing it, heartbreaking. If you see it, no tears. It feels like a moment. It feels like, you know, a scene in a soap opera. I'm not saying that, of course, she misses Lois. Of course, he misses her mom. We miss her mom. Mom's amazing. Amazing. And she probably is in a lot of pain. But, like, listen, Rena's been an asshole for so many years now. What's the excuse for all the rest of the times, you know? Eric's like, you're all right. You're okay. I'm so sorry to do this. And Kyle's like, we all know you're going through a hard, hard time. We all know that. You just lost your mom right now. Am I going to be okay? And Diana's like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You know, Diana actually remembers is dealing with an actual disorder on a day-to-day basis. Nobody's comforting Diana. All the women are gathered around Rena listening, even Sydney from the charity. And Garcella and Tanya goes, this is a breakthrough. That all that rage for Sutton is just about her mom, and we can maybe finally let this go. I love that Rinna, though, in the moment, that was the other injury, like, we're going to let this go now. I'm like, Rinna, you had the ability and the decision to let that go the whole time. Nobody was forcing you to stay in that anger with Sutton. Rinna goes, I don't know how to do this. I've done the best I can to, like, pull it together. And Erica's like, no one knows how to do this, girl. Maybe you need dick. And Rinna goes, you know, but this wasn't right. This moment was that 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 arena. You know, she does that shake when she shakes her head. You know what? This moment wasn't right, and I'm not gonna do this anymore. And I put it on you, cause it isn't about you. And so I'm like, well, look, I can take it if you want to put it on me. And we're like, it's not about you. So let's be straight about that. It's so wrong what we just did, and I'm sorry. I was projected onto you. It's not about you. I have a lot of feelings going on, and I'm so strong at times, but I'm really not. You know what I mean? And Mauricio's like, 
I think you are strong, Rena. And Kyle's like, this lash is coming off. No, Rena, Rena, don't fucking move. And of course, we get a flashback to Kyle's charity when Sutton clumsily helps Cherie with her loose eye. I don't know why we flash back to that moment at that time. Like, did we really need, you know, and Sutton's like, what, what? And Rena's like, I'll just take my lashes off. Rena and Antonia goes, clearly, I need support. And Antonia said, I just need my friends to go. We love you. And you're okay. I might act out and do shitty things, but I'm just in pain. And I'm not actually human. Like, I need my... uh, I don't know, man. And this is what I hate. Like, this, she truly has me jaded, like, in my even response to her. Like, I feel sometimes very badly for her, but it's... I don't know. There's complicated feelings towards Rena. She's truly fascinating. I don't want her to ever leave the show. Rena goes, I did not think I was going to be crying tonight, but I'm actually very grateful that it came. And that's one to grow on. Um, and also, I hope you guys all appreciate I, I went lighter with my Rena imitation. <laughs> and Sutton whispers to Crystal, what's wrong with all of us? And Crystal goes, leave it to Melissa Etheridge. And we end the scene with laughter, hugs, dabbing tears, genuine care. You can see it next time on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Sutton's like, I did get a call by an attorney about one of the lawsuits that you're involved with. And Erica rolls her eyes and I'm like, yeah, baby. We're back to the law. We're back to last season. Lawsuit time. Let's see how we've all changed. Let's see how Erica handles that. Let's see it all. Crystal go- in another scene goes, I feel a little pressure. And Rob's like, from? Uh, Rob, the director of The Lion King. Crystal goes, this group, they want me to get help, and I don't want to do it for them, and I feel like I have to answer to them. And Rob gives her a loving look of compassion and a matching hug as she's sobbing. And uh, he really do does seem like a good guy. Kyle wearing a lobster bib and a sing and hammering claws. And how many people do you think you guys want at the wedding? And her daughter, uh, Alexia, is like, no idea. You guys, I'm not going to be high maintenance. And Kyle's like, you're not going to be a bridezilla? And the, the fiance is like, famous last words. Girls are horrible. And then another scene of Rena going, oh, this is so cute. Look at the disco ball. They're in a disco scene. Hello. Everybody's screaming, everybody's dressed in 70s garb, and then we have a scene with all the ladies in 70s garb, and they're all sitting around, and Garcelle's like, uh, Shem, everybody's like, do you think I have a drinking problem? And Garcelle's like, no, Erica, I don't, uh, no, something, Garcelle goes, no, I don't have a drinking problem, and Erica's like, neither do I, but you tried to push it, and she winks and makes a clicking noise, like, and Garcelle goes, I said I was worried about you. Are you, though? Like she then she thinks she got oh, and Garcelle's like yeah, and Erica goes, but is that to make Erica look bad, or is that out of genuine concern, or is that out of trying to make Erica make sure she doesn't refer to herself in the third fu- fucking person, huh? And Garcelle goes, Erica, I don't have to make you look bad. You can do that on your own. And Kyle goes zoinks. And everybody's mouth's opening, and you tell Eric, you could tell it got her. It's like a flesh wound. She's like, oh. uh. <laughs> sorry, I'm reading Juliana's na- uh, notes. She said she ha- switched the name. I don't know if I actually did this. She switched the name homeless not toothless to toothless not homeless. 
randomly through the transcripts, but I don't think I fell into your trap, Juliana. Anywho, you guys, we did it. What a super jam-packed, wow, a long episode. These are always so long, but we didn't do an episode this week. We took off, so I wanted to give you something a little bit more, and listen, frankly, I just can't shut my mouth. Remember my new show, uh, Look What the Look What the Kids Are Watching? Sorry. So tired, you guys. Look what the kids are watching. Premieres tomorrow, the first two episodes. Go check it out if you uh, have kids or if you want to listen to me and Natalie. And I think you guys are going to really like it. And I hope you have the best weekend ever. We've done it. We're here at the weekend. I got to work out with my trainer tomorrow. But then after that, I think I can enjoy myself. Uh, actually, Brooklyn's going to be here too. So you know what? Um, it'll be what it is. And I'll talk to you guys bright and early with Sophie. But have the best flipping weekend ever. Thank you for uh, being so supportive of me and this show and everything. And I was really feeling down earlier in the week. And, and, you know, today I think I turned a corner. So at least I hope I did, knock on wood. But have a great weekend, you guys. And I hope you got some laughs from this. I'll talk to you soon. Betches.